This is Mark Wade, and you're listening to Marvel 616 Politics. So do we have the volume thing right? You you know the difference between tone and volume? Yes. <laughs> yes. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. How is it going with you? I I am pretty good as well. I don't know if I'm fantastic, but, uh, you know, good. Well, every day that God gives you, make it a great day, you know? <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> well, so uh, we've been gone for a while. Yes, yeah, we were supposed to record on the 30th of December, but I totally wimped out on you, and I was not in my right mind, and I was on NyQuil, a lot of NyQuil, and we were driving home, it was great. (laughs) You are NyQuil driving home. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually, Jackie drove the, uh, the first day, the day we were supposed to see you, and then I drove the second day. Man, it was rough. So do you, is there, like, proof that this actually happened? Like, because I'm kind of thinking you just didn't want to see us. I don't want to see you. That's that's for certain. No, there's, yeah, well, I mean, there's proof you can talk to my in-laws. They were out, like, everybody got the flu the same day. Jackie's oh, dad man. was, like, one day ahead of us. He was like, uh, uh, I think I'm going to go to bed early. I'm not feeling too well. And then the <laughs> next day, he, w- he had the plague. And oh, then... Wow. We were all like, oh, that that's so sad. He misses out. And then the next day, we were like, oh, we're dying. <laughs> it was it was terrible. Oh. Merry Christmas. Yeah, for real. When did it hit you? The 27th or 28th. Okay. And we were out, dude. Like, I had to call in sick on the 2nd. Uh, and so I was back to work at the third and I was still coughing a week afterwards. So I'm still coughing. I'm going to try to mute the mic when I can, but I'm still coughing today. I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, you had the flu, but you know, you also have this other virus pharyngitis, which that sounds, that sounds made up. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, Oh really? Pharyngitis. Mm, Okay. And they were like, I said, well, what do you do? And they were like, well, chloroseptic spray. I'm like, yeah, sure. I never took any of it. I don't know. Well, what? How is it worse than the flu, or what is? How does it differentiate from the flu? It was. It's different. Like the flu is, you know, your aches and your fevers and your chills and your headache and blah blah blah. And then this is just like a virus in your tonsils, I guess. Hmm. So it just had to run its course ten to fourteen days. Oh, you still have your tonsils. I do. I have not lost them. Oh. I didn't misplace my tonsils. It, it, it's worse to get them removed as you get older. Why would I want them removed? Well, I mean, a lot of people have their tonsils removed because they get infected. Oh. Like, have you not ever heard of somebody having their tonsils removed? Yeah, I just don't know what they do it for. I thought it was a fad. Oh, no. If you, like, you get a lot of sore throats, it's because they, they're prone to getting infected a lot. So a lot of people have them removed when they're little. Oh, see, I thought it was like uh, either, you know, getting tubes in your ears or splitting your tongue. So you have like a snake tongue, you know, a fad. Oh, well, tubes in your ears are not a fad, but snake tonguing <laughs> is definitely a fad. Snake tonguing? Yeah, and Justin Timberlake is bringing it back. 
<laughs> is that are you just saying that because of that song? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I heard, and this was a couple years ago. <laughs> this is way off topic. I heard that um, is no longer allowed in the military, and if you want to stay in the military, you have to cut the two pieces of the tongue and sew it back together, and it will heal. You just have to do that. Wait, what? Snake tonguing? Do you know what that is? Where you split your tongue? Yeah. Yeah. It was no longer allowed in the military, and so if you need, wanted to stay in the military, you had to get your two pieces of your tongue sewn back together, and oh. you had to cut both sides so that it would reheal. I didn't think that many people were doing it, that they had to like make a rule. I think if a lot of people were doing it, they probably wouldn't have made a rule, but since it was a minority of people... I wonder if you can still get gauges in your ear, because that's kind of the fad now. In the military? Why can you? No, you can't wear you can't wear earrings in the mil- while you're in the military. You can't you can have holes in your ears, but you can't wear earrings. I don't think. Well, now what if you had gauges and now you've got those big empty holes and you take the gauges out? Can you still be in the military like that? I think that that would be probably a positive because there's less you know like surface area as a target. No, there's not. There's now a hole that gives you a target. Right, but the bullet's not going to if it goes through that hole, it's not going to hit anything. It's going to go through. It's facing front, I guess. I guess. I mean, do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? I can't tie them in a knot or a bow. <laughs> we have so much to talk about tonight. Dude, I am just now finishing eating the food that we bought for your visit. I am so sorry. I really wanted to come and Jackie was like Jackie was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like curled up in the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the side, the passenger side of the car. I'm like, we can't do it. <laughs> she was like, this is your one chance. I really think I'm just going to have to buy a plane ticket and come up there. Like, it's, well, it can't I, be that expensive. I just wanted to, you know, get as much guilt out of this that I possibly could. I know how you are, and yes, I can see you doing that. I'm really sorry. I was really looking forward to a live episode. I started thinking about it, and I was like, we've never had a live episode. I vacuumed the comic book room. Oh, wow. See, I I even... See, this, this is what really made me feel bad. On the way up, I had breakfast with the Hideous Energy guys. Oh, so I cool. I've actually seen them more than I've seen you. No, that's awesome. I mean, people people always do what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I've learned. That's that's very rude. No, we weren't sick at the time, and we were passing through their town. Where do they live? Uh, they live in uh, Indiana, and like right outside of Indianapolis, and we were going on that interstate, and we had to stop for breakfast anyway. It's cool. It's whatever. Don't say that. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're mean. I've seen you, what, like three times in the last ten years? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, probably less. Yeah. Well, we were, were we in, yeah, we were in college ten years ago. Yeah, barely. Yeah, so I think we saw each other like maybe four times in college. And then we've seen each other once since then. Yeah, I graduated in 04. When did you graduate? You graduated in 04? Yeah. Oh. I graduated, well, I graduated in 05, but I didn't get my diploma till 06. 
Oh, well, I graduated in 04, but didn't get my diploma to 05. Hmm. Hmm. I clipped out of like a semester. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I took a bunch of classes and they transferred, but then they still made me go long. Oh, no, that's terrible. No, I, I went to my teacher specifically and was like, can I do a home study for this class? So that that other semester, all my classes were home study. <laughs> it was fantastic. That's great. Yeah, dude. I only had to go to college for three years. It was, it was nice. Whoa. Yeah, we drove past your you and Jackie's old house in Xenia. Did you? Was there like bullet holes and stuff? <laughs> it was rough. We locked the doors. <laughs> was it really rough? We were just driving. I had never been there, but we were driving through we a road was closed or whatever and jennifer said oh that's where jackie and andy used to live they had us over one time you guys like you and her no when jackie was jennifer's ra well wait we didn't used to live there when she was her ra well no then you guys got married and moved out and jackie had some of the girls over oh i see yes according to jennifer this is what happened but she doesn't know what's going on yeah reliable sources oh my goodness (laughs) No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, it's right behind the post office in Union, and it was pretty rough. The landlord loved us because we didn't do drugs, and we paid on time, and the guy, was, like, kept asking, hey, the guy upstairs, how much does he smoke? Hey, the guy, I'm like, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he had me spying on the other tenants. I was like, I, I really don't know. Look, the pipe is broken. Can you fix it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get uh so much has happened and we have so much to talk about on the farm and anything but we have so much that i want to catch up on uh we could we can uh I, I have this bible study every tuesday night for like 16 weeks so i could do this schedule every tuesday okay hint 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 <laughs> that could possibly we'll see how tonight goes <laughs> oh okay <laughs> oh all right I just it don't you have to drive back to work though? Um, work and church are very close together. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, this is uh, Marvel Six One Six Politics, a comic book podcast about Marvel and the Six One Six universe. Man, I forget I forget what we say. You can visit our website, Marvel Six One Six Politics dot com. You can email us, Marvel Six One Six politics at gmail.com and of course interact with us on twitter at 616 politics you can also interact with us on facebook at facebook.com slash marvel 616 politics we try and post multiple times well i try and post a couple times a day and you can also give us a call with questions comments witty retorts at 616-755-TINA leave us a message and we'll play it on the air um, also, you can uh, find this on iTunes. It would be bit.ly slash Marvel616Politics is our iTunes feed. That's the easiest way to find it. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review on that. Uh, we love them. Uh, and <laughs> we like the good as well as the bad. So feel free to do that. Um, I have been posting more on Facebook. Yeah, you kind of go through these um, these these. I don't know, like you have a lull for like four months and then all of a sudden you're like posting seven things all within five minutes and commenting on everything. <laughs> That's I'm catching up. Yeah, yeah. and actually uh, I'm, I'm going to be better on Twitter too. See, things are winding down here at work. I'm finally getting a handle on what I'm doing and things are kind of running on their own. So now I can actually check the the feeds and stuff like that. So Gotcha. No, it's cool. It's nice to have you back. Oh, th- thanks, buddy. 
That's when you disagree with me. Oh, pff. your your opinions are terrible. No, they're they're right. They're terribly wrong. I am. I told Jennifer, <laughs> I am righteous. Right? Yes. Yes, I'm right. I'm righteous. I don't know. That's that that's pretty terrible. All right. Uh, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Order all your previews, uh, your single issues. Uh, get up to 40, 50, sometimes 70% off. You can also throw in your uh, trades that you want to order on there from their sister site, InStock Trades. They also have trades on DCBService.com. Uh, and uh, on InStock Trades, your orders over $50 are free shipping. Nice. Nice. We are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. They are the nonstop go-to one-stop service for all your office supplies. Uh, you can look them up at crpsavings.com or on facebook.com slash community retail partnership. They, they just paid us for you to say nonstop, all stop, one stop. They did. In the name of love, you know it. <laughs> okay. All right, let's jump into it, man. We got, we got a ton of topics to talk about with our State of the Union. Unfortunately, we're not doing any current events. We're just catching up. So let's do it. State of the Union. The State of Our Union. Okay, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go through this list, and you're gonna. We're gonna each say our opinion about each thing. Okay. Okay. All right. The number one, the return of Amazing Spider-Man. Thoughts. Yes. Are, are you are you talking or am I talking? No. What are your thoughts? Thoughts? Question mark. Oh, thought. See, you're supposed to raise your voice if it's a question. Oh, thoughts. Thoughts. No, 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 no. Give me your thoughts, period. It's a declarative. It's an imperative sentence. Well, you said it was a question, though. It's not a question. So you lied. It's not a question. Kind of like how you were sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, The Return of Amazing Spider-Man. This is our final episode, episode 62. <laughs> Righteous. Okay. Uh, the Return of Spider Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I'm kind of sad to see Doc Ock go. I think it, this kind of reminded me a lot of um, when... What? <laughs> I was drinking a second ago. I, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You were sad to see Doc Ock go? Yeah, yeah, because like when, when Bucky Cap came in and took over for Captain America, yeah. it was cool for a limited time. We knew it wasn't going to be something that was going to be forever, but while it happened, it was cool. They were... They thought of creative ways to use this. You saw um, through Captain America's eyes through a different lens. And this is kind of the same thing. You know, how how Spider-Man is basically his number one villain interacts through through Spider-Man's eyes and, and uh, how he interprets things and how his allies work with him. And just to be able to write a story for two years basically with a villain... I think it was one year, and I think you're totally wrong. I don't think it's the exact same thing as Winter Soldier Bucky Cap at all. <laughs> well, good thing your opinion doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think of the return of Amazing Spider-Man? I'm very happy to see Peter Parker, who is my favorite character, come back. I don't. I mean, Spider-Man's not my favorite character. Peter Parker's my favorite character. 
So I'm glad to see him come back, but it's still slot. And so I was hoping for somebody else. <laughs> Slot's not bad. He just doesn't write stories that make that that catch my attention for Peter. Gotcha. You know, I, I think that his Silver Surfer is going to be great. What? Uh, what? Why? Because he writes such big outlandish stories. Like, uh, his stories would lend itself to cosmic uh, weird stuff. You know, like, um, if he was going to create a own universe where he could do whatever he wanted and, uh, you know, he can just create another alien race and this is possible. Now we have this technology. When he does this for Spider-Man, it's like there's no going back. He's... I'm, I am very interested to see how he's going to deal with Peter Parker with all the henchmen and Spider Island, like the actual headquarters, Spider Island. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how is Peter going to... I hope he doesn't utilize these things because it kills the character. Oh, yeah, I just sit at this desk and uh, all my spider tech does the, the work for me. I mean, you know, it's cool if you're going to distinguish Doc Ock that way, um, but... Spider-Man is a street-level character. He goes out there and he takes it upon himself and he's responsible for who he saves and trying to work out his own life and everything and that's what Peter Parker is all about. So I want to see him get back to that but it's going to be tough. I mean, the stories may be interesting. I, I may be selling it short but um, it's going to be tough to deal with all this fallout. Well, how do you think they're going to bring him back and what's going to happen to Doc Ock? Oh, that's good. I haven't actually even thought about that. Um, I don't know. I read something that the ghost is still alive and he's trying to come back. And I don't know what's going to happen to Doc Ock. Um, my guess is that we won't see it and eventually it will be retconned, but he'll be erased and, but he'll, he'll probably be in some, you know, robot Octobot or, uh, you know, kind of like he did when he was before. Mm-hmm. Spider-Bot, whatever. What do you think about the Goblin Nation thing? Like, that's been brewing since brand new day. Yeah, yeah, it really has. You're right. <laughs> I mean, that was before Slot ever came on the book, and it kind of, like, fizzled out, but it was supposed to be this giant crescendo, and it never really happened. You think it still could, though? Well, that's the next story arc, is the, isn't it, Goblin Nation? Yeah, but, I mean, do you think it's going to have resolution, or do you think it'll just continue? No, I think I think it'll have re resolution, um, but I don't think it's going to be satisfying. I, I I don't like how slot finishes things out. You know, like it would it would be cool if uh, you know you had this underground conspiracy, but now that everybody's wearing goblin masks and they're jumping around like idiots and crazy people, like that's not how the gang would be. Like I, I kind of see what was the guy. Uh, Mr. Negative, like his people wore masks, but they were people wearing masks. They weren't necessarily all the different goblins like Hobgoblin and Green Goblin and whatever that other one is called, who's Carly's sister. What's her name? I don't know what her name is. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, that's what I think. On, uh, on a... On a dovetail do you watch the ultimate spider-man cartoon um no i've seen a few episodes I, i've watched it over christmas i just watched the whole series and it's kind of i see some different parallels there with uh like doc ock he's the main villain green goblin is a villain but doc ock is the main villain and 
he has all this spider spider-man has all this spider tech uh to be able to do all kinds of different things and um the uh his team is turned into goblins so when green goblin does come he's got this goblin nation and it's kind of interesting, some different parallels I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I got the um, Lego motorcycle spider bike for Christmas. Oh, cool. Which is cool, but, you know, in the cartoon, why does he have a motorcycle? He can swing from place to place. <laughs> it takes away from who his character is. Well, yeah, it de- it's definitely not, because Jennifer loves it. She's like, this is hilarious, it's so cool, Like, but it's not Spider-Man. <laughs> well, that, yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like your Mandarin comment on the on the Facebook page. It's yeah. It wasn't Mandarin. It was a different character. Yeah. So, all right. Well, what do you think about? Well, wait. Do you have an idea of how he's coming back and what they're gonna do to Doc Ock? I I honestly don't know. I don't know. What do you think about the Amazing Spider-Man Infinite thirteen digital installment series? I don't know. What do you think about it? Well, have you kept <laughs> up with any of the ones they had? Um, would they have Iron Man and then they had like a Deadpool one or something? Oh, I see. What you're, I'm sorry. I wasn't following. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, I mean, as long as stuff is collected in trades and it has meaning, I don't care how they get it out. So you're not going to read it as an infinite title? Nah, probably not. Okay. All right. <laughs> see, to me, it's it's terrible, that, but the infinite stuff isn't canon to me because I got to go to a different medium. Well, if it's in canon, then I'll eventually read it as long as it's put in trades. Yeah, but you're going to read it a lot later than what it's supposed to take place. Yeah, but I do you think it really has anything with a ton of meaning? It's supposed to be Fialkoff is writing it, and it's supposed to be Peter Parker's back. He doesn't have his memories. How does he deal with the situation? Uh, that's kind of important. Right, exactly. It's supposed to go on at the exact same time as um, slots run. It's supposed to be uh, scripted and plotted by Fialkov, but it's been approved by slot. Mm. Well, I mean, digital is just where everything is going. Uh, it's almost like, you know, with the, the the paper copies of books, like we're using a typewriter. You yeah, can still use a typewriter, but most people don't. Yeah, but Infinite Comics is different than digital comics. The Infinite Comics is where you have the, you know, one panel, but then it's 15 panels because you click 15 times because, you know, this either fades out to the background or this guy moves (laughs) a little bit over to the left. Yeah, I got I got one. I forget what it was. It was something with Silver Surfer. It was. Yeah, it was infinite. It was Infinity Silver Surfer Infinite Comic. Oh, my goodness. That I was so tired of clicking. I know, but I mean, the art was good. And they did the Nova AV, AVX one, which was good. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I got that one too. Right. So I didn't get – I haven't gotten the Wolverine one, Japan's Most Wanted or whatever. I haven't gotten the Iron Man one. And so I feel like I'm missing all this content that is supposed to be going on during current continuity. But I don't know if they're going to be releasing these in paper. Well, just look at it as pretend like it's AVX. It's happening, but no one really cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend like it's the cartoons and it's not really happening. There you go. 
I can't turn it off, man. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I couldn't either with the Ultimate Spider-Man. I was like, I'll just watch a couple episodes. And I was like, well, it's on Netflix for free. I might as well watch the whole thing. <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get into it. I It took me like 30 episodes until I was like, well, I think I kind of can watch this. <laughs> if I sit down to watch something in Netflix and it's gonna and it's my own stuff, it's going to be like X-Files or something that... I don't know. I don't know. I can't get into... Uh, it's sad. I can't sit down and watch the current cartoons right now. And it's good for... Yeah, it's not good for people like us who are continuity buffs and, and understand the character. But for maybe kids, like it's a really good jumping on point. Because it's clean. It's. I mean, they do say hate a lot. But yeah. other than that, like, you know, it's not bloody and they don't curse and right. uh, you know women aren't aren't not wearing clothes and scantily uh, clad yeah yeah i mean there were a couple episodes because when i watch it i try and think which of these episodes could i show to my nephews right they're they're six and eight right and you know there's one with dr strange and like mysticism and and nightmare and evil dimensions I'm like yeah i probably wouldn't want let them watch that one right or the ones with blade and and werewolf by night but Otherwise, the stuff is represented pretty pretty well, and it dovetails into comedy with when they when Peter Parker basically does like a Save by the Bell timeout and talks to the screen, and <laughs> there's little little fathead characters of them. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. And actually, I was pretty excited because my daughter said, "Oh, there's a new one that has Hawkeye in it." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, well, that's kind of cool." So. All right, uh, next topic, um, Banff by Claremont and Todd Nock. What do you think? Teaser came out today. That's not on my schedule. I said I updated it, man. (laughs) Oh, crap. (laughs) That teaser came out today. Did you see the teaser? No. Oh, Claremont is writing. The teaser just said Banff, and Claremont's writing, and Todd Nock is doing the art. So, uh, so a Nightcrawler series? A Nightcrawler series or a limited series? I don't know if it's out yet. Whoa. What you think? Well, if Claremont's on it, you know I'm reading it. I know that you are, and you know that I'll be reading it for three hours. <laughs> if Claremont's <laughs> right. Your money's worth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's probably the only book that you're really going to get your money's worth. You are. Like, I pick up some of these newer titles. Like I'm done in six minutes max. I know it's a dollar a minute. Yeah, and I back up back in the back in the day picking up a comic book, I knew I had a a good twenty five to thirty minute read ahead of me. Well, see, also it was like two twenty five when I started buying comics, like two dollars for the Peter Parker Spider Man Jenkins run. Ah, it's so expensive. Did you see that the uh, I know this is DC, but Detective Comics number twenty seven is seven ninety nine because it's a anniversary. Gosh, it's oh. insane! Double sized issue. Wow, like more than double the price. That's, <laughs> that's nuts. ridiculous. That's nuts. That's All right, so, so any any ideas or any? Uh, I'm just gonna keep going through these unless you stop me. No, I'm well, but you got to make sure you talk too. Oh, <laughs> no, definitely. If Claremont is on it and it's an X title, I'm going to read it. Maybe it's maybe he's relaunching Excalibur or right? yeah, 
I, I, I like Todd Knock. I like his art. It's very cartoony, though. It's Claremont. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, X-23 being in the all-new X-Men title. What do you think? Eh, whatever. You know, I think she should be on Wolverine's team. But she's only been with them for, like, a couple hours in the comic book. So we'll see what happens. She is basically on I mean, she is Wolverine. What do you think about her and Scott hooking up? Well, I was thinking about that today. That's so... I know, but it's it's such a cool plot. Oh no, Andy, think about it. Okay, if if somebody that was in love with Jackie, okay, was cloned into a girl, and then you dated her, that would be weird, <laughs> right? This is why it's comics, not real. Life. <laughs> like, no, I think a soap opera. <laughs> I just think I just think it's cool because. Clearly, you have a variation of the current Scott, who is has a different ideology, and you have a variation of the current Wolverine, who has a different ideology, and somehow they're getting along, so to speak. Ugh. I, I think that it's going to be interesting, Wolverine and Scott, Big Scott, Scott Sr.'s reaction. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, it's just gross. <laughs> it's, it's just gross, it's weird. And but you know what? When I read that issue, what of all new X Men? I think it was twenty. What I was taken aback at more was how Jean Grey is a snot. I I can't stand her character. She she reads everybody's mind and and blurts everybody's business. And I just want to strangle her. <laughs> She's like the most annoying. She's really really got to me (laughs) that's good to know that's good you know she's probably written that way as a very immature character she's got all this power she needs to figure out what is acceptable and what is not acceptable to use but no but kitty just like lets her do it kitty doesn't know kitty doesn't know that she's reading other people's minds yes she does gina's saying it she's like oh he wants a tuna fish sandwich yeah but i think everybody says stop reading my mind i don't know how you could be clearer Smack her in the face. Knock it off. She's yeah. They're all scared of her going phoenix on them. Then kill her. Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious! Her this was real life. Build. I'd obviously do that. You just told me. I mean, think about. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Next topic. Okay. Wolverine being killable. Are you reading this series, Wolverine? Paul Cornell. Davis. I, I, read a couple issues like i'll see storm in it so i'll pick it up and stuff and i, I read the issue with um with kitty and wolverine and batrock the leaper yeah uh, it's just i think now it, it, it's just looking at the movie and saying oh the movie did that i'll do it here too i think that yeah they because i mean the, the first issue of killable i think came out the same month as the movie I mean, I understand jumping on points and stuff, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's one thing Slot said. He said that the the plan had always been for Peter Parker to come back for in time for the movie. And they said, can you keep up this uh, Superior Spider-Man Doc Ock thing for a year and a half? And he said, oh, you could go 30 issues with this stuff. So it was always the plan. And he was like, oh, we'd be a fool not to capitalize on that. But he makes it sound like it was just like an incidental thing. Oh, it just happened to have a movie coming out. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it was the plan the whole time. 
Oh, and it has to. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, Wolf. I mean, not Wolverine. Marvel learned when the first X Men movie came out, X, back in two thousand, and they they uh, they saw that all their comics were ridiculously inaccessible. The team looked nothing like anybody on movies, and I, I understand they need to kind of go alongside each other, but this is a little much. Yeah, I I think so too. I was talking to um. I was talking to Gary today, uh, and I said that definitely the the movies are dictating what stories are presented, uh, and you know Scott would agree with that. So, and they they are. I read an interview this week with the president and CEO of Marvel. I, I don't even remember his name, but he said absolutely that editorials dictated by <clears throat> by higher ups than editorial. You know the people running the company, the president. Yeah. If they say. Spider-Man needs to join the X-Men because they're doing a movie together, then the writers have to just figure that out. Yeah, and you know what? If you, if your fun is not, wait a minute, this character wouldn't do this. If your fun is figuring out how they're going to pull it off and say, okay, well, if the objective is there, I can see what they're trying to do. Now let me see how well they do it or how they're going to work it out. I guess you can still enjoy it that way, but... You know, I would rather not know what the objective is. Because, I mean, our predictions, we're going to do predictions later on. My predictions are very much dictated by what is going to go on in other other mediums. Oh, yeah. Every single, almost every single one has, it is. It's different. The landscape of, of Marvel is just a different field than it was five years ago or ten years ago. Yeah, it's it's not as fun for me. But see, yeah. that's when that's when the mainstream books are catering to new readers. But the other books, uh, your non-mainstream books, that's where the the fun occurs, you know. Oh, up and coming writers, where you get to see the the new guys who have the freedom, who have made a pitch to Marvel, and they said, yeah, that, that's fine. It's not a big enough book that it's a risk. That's Absolutely. yeah, that's gonna be your fun. Um. I don't like the fact that Wolverine's going to be killable, and we're, we're going to talk uh, a little bit later about his book being relaunched, I think. Did we talk mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, that's down the list. Okay, Black Widow number one. Did you read it? I did. What'd you think? Uh, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't bad. Um, I saw a lot of similarities to the Hawkeye title um, and how they, they launched Hawkeye. I mean, even, she even had a cat where Hawkeye has a dog, and... Um, I, I saw how you know it's drawing along the parallels in the Avengers movie with right. her having the red in her ledger. Right. I was like, my goodness, they are milking that red in ledger. One little line she said. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and it's uh, she said it in another one too. Uh, she said it in Avengers Assemble, I think, with Kelly Sue DeConnick. I think she did, they did a whole arc on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the art was good. Phil Noto's good. Uh, Edmondson, who's writing it, he's he's known for his espionage stuff uh, and his gritty um, kind of chase stuff. So I really enjoyed the first issue. I thought it was good. I think that you have a lot of latitude, a lot of freedom, um, because she's not working within the confines of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to that title. I hope it lasts a while. Well, I think she's always worked well as a solo character. I, I remember her miniseries that she had in the early 2000s and i bought it in trade because i just i thought it was really well written and she can work as a team she can work as a villain she can work as a hero she can work as somebody like the punisher she she's really multifaceted 
it's crazy to me that she is on a big uh, world-spanning team and she has very little powers, so to speak. Like, she should be a street-level... Uh, you know, she basically is like a Captain America solo title, but without the super uh, super soldier serum, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's amazing to me that she's on the, the scale that she is. For some reason, it works, you know? Yeah, they need that espionage person. Well, know? they also need strong females. Well, we've got Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's your favorite. You love her. No, I love Carol. I love Ms. Marvel. Not, no. not yes, the, the butch lady with the haircut. <laughs> well, Ms. Marvel is somebody totally different right now. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read the... Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Avengers 24, Rogue Planet. Did you read this? Yeah. What'd yeah. you think? I think it's a very interesting concept. Uh-huh. I want to see how it plays out. <laughs> I, You know what struck me on this issue? This issue could have been six issues. It could have been 12 issues. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing, but it was he did it in a, 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 like an oversized one-shot as a whole setup. He could have used it as a year-long thing. Knowing Hickman, he could have drawn it out, and he could have used it as a year-long thing, but it was a giant setup issue for the next step of, of what's about to come. It's it's interesting, and I really, really enjoyed it, but my one question was, if two planets can hold the same spot at the same time, then what is the deal with the entire new Avengers title? How come we can't do the same thing? I bet that will be answered. W- will it, you think? I, I I would think that that's something you have to address. I would think so, but maybe they would say, "Oh, well, we didn't think about that. That's we're using it as a power source. It's not actually encroaching on the same space or whatever." But that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, "You know, what's the big deal if we figured out a way how to do it?" I don't know. I hope it's talked about in New Avengers. Well. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think those titles can run alongside each other really well, and maybe this is just a way of having them do that. Do you think that the New Avengers title is is a bad title, like the actual name of the book? Yeah, it's like New X Men, New Avengers, all New X Men, all New Avengers. I would think it should be called Illuminati or Avengers Illuminati. Yeah, I would go for something like that. Because, I mean, fan- Reed is like a huge character in that. He's not on the Avengers. Yeah, I like that that better. I'll, I'll let him know. The, yeah, seriously, email. email. <laughs> okay. But the Illuminati itself was just such a fantastic concept. Yeah. I, I'm almost kind of like, leave it alone. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hickman is really living up to the potential that the Illuminati has. I, I think that Bendis had a great idea but seriously when bendis's run run ended and they said we need to go bigger i was like thinking in my mind there's no way they can go bigger than what they're doing but seriously the the story that hickman is telling (laughs) is huge yeah yeah especially when you put avengers world into it i hope we get a good a good culmination at the end though you know oh pay off we will we will (laughs) <laughs> i know it could you okay. email somebody you know <laughs> they already emailed back 
<laughs> um, can you please, next topic, explain to me these Marvel one-shot videos? I have no idea what these are, where you can find them, how many there are. <laughs> the 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 one shots are these small little mini movies that accompany most of the Blu-ray releases of the Marvel movies. Oh, I gotta buy something. Is there anywhere I can <laughs> see these without purchasing them? Uh, like illegally? No, no, no. Are they on YouTube? Is there is there I a think, legal way I can see these? I they I mean they might be on YouTube, but I would assume that Marvel wouldn't be cool with that. But there's there's five of them and they're they're pretty cool. Which, uh, they just kind of add some backstory. What are they? I didn't know there were. I didn't know. I didn't know there was one of them. I just saw the one about the Mandarin. <laughs> well, all right. The first one is called the Consultant, and it's at the end of. It's on the Blu-ray of Thor. Okay, I have to well, hold on. I gotta write these down. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's called the Consultant, and it's on the end of Thor. And basically, um, you know that. Uh, what was that group called? The the World Security Council, that like from Avengers, they they say they tell Nick Fury that they want um, Abomination to be part of the Avengers Initiative. What? So Tony Stark and and Coulson, they're in the consultant, and they figure out a way to remedy that problem. How long are these? Um, some are really really short, like five minutes, and others are about fifteen minutes. Oh wow! Okay, what's the next one? Um, you, the, you don't other, you don't have to explain what every single one okay. is. It's just let me, give me a list of them. All right. A uh, funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. That's at the end of Captain America. Uh, item forty-seven is after the Avengers. Wait, Eight. hold on, Cap. Okay, item forty-seven. <laughs> you can just put C A for Captain America. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> item forty-seven is after the Avengers. Okay. Agent Carter's after Iron Man 3. And then the new one is All Hail the King, and that's going to be after uh, The Dark World. All Hail. I have not heard of these. I heard of a Item 47. Okay. Well, that was because that was on The Avengers, so that's probably been the most famous one. I may have seen that one. Is it about a bank robbery or something? Yeah. Yeah, they get a Chitari gun. And okay. they figure out how to make it to work. Man, do you own all these? I do. <sighs> Why didn't I go visit you? I don't know. Why didn't I use you to get to <laughs> these things? You know, actually, I don't own I don't own the Thor and Captain America Blu-rays. I don't own them, but I've seen them. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Thank you for explaining that. I had no idea that those were what what that was. Uh, okay, all new Ultimates with Miles Morales. I know what your reaction is going to be on this, but I, I want you to bear with me. Okay, so you go. Tell me. What your reaction is? <laughs> no, tell me your reaction. <laughs> okay. Okay. My reaction is I'm I'm probably not going to read this. Uh, I don't know who Michelle Fief is, uh, who is writing it. Um, it's an interesting concept, and it was one that Bendis was setting up, kind of forming a team. I don't know. I, I'm very, I'm very neutral about this. I've never read any of the Ultimates. I, I think I read the Mark Millar first volume, and I was just like, oh man, this is ridiculous. It's Millar, so I never went back. Um, I consistently read Ultimate Spider-Man. He's gonna have his own book, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man, kind of harkening back to Peter Parker Spider-Man. Um, I'll continue reading that as long as Bendis is writing it. Uh, 
What do you think? I don't want to read anything with the ultimate characters. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I'm. I'm. That's not what I'm into. I've got enough stuff to read. I don't want to read that. Even if it's good writing, even if it's you just don't are not open to getting into those characters. I mean, if they become like super important and they're part of something I have to read, then I won't really have a choice. What know? if what if uh, you know Cataclysm is not going to lead to the end of the sixteen ten uh, universe, and they're not going to merge them as far as we can tell. So what if they were? What if they did merge them? Would you would you read it if it was if it was big? I mean, if they were merged, if they do merge, which I still think they may, uh, I have to. I mean, I'll have to know what's going on because they'd be a part of the ultimate, the the ultimate, the six one six. Yeah, but I was gonna say, I was gonna say the ultimate six one six universe. <laughs> because there, I mean, there's characters, there's other time traveling characters and alternate reality characters that are now like you know Marvel Girl and Bishop and stuff like that. This right, is... and we all care about Bishop right now. <laughs> he should die. <laughs> Him and Jean Grey could die. <clears throat> Good gracious. <laughs> okay, uh, Milligan writing a dupe book. What do you think? Limited series. Dude, we were texting about this when it first came out. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> because it's Milligan on the X. Uh, I mean, it would be awesome if they... I, I don't know if a dupe book is going to be that cool. Um, but if he brought back any of the ecstatics team, I'd be all over it. I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody show up. Yeah. I mean, his, his roster was so transient and rotating that I would think that he would bring somebody, but I mean, dupe in and of himself, it was not a fun character, like who he was and what part of the team. And you didn't know if you could trust him and, all that stuff, that's what made him an interesting character. Oh, yeah. And I I know he hasn't done a ton now. Well, I mean, you like since... that. You like that uh, Wolverine the X-Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a great, great issue. And I like the stuff that he does around the school, even if it's just a little cameo in the back. Or I think it's cool. So it'll be nice to see what, he, what else he's up to. Yeah. I like Milligan coming back to Marvel. I mean, I think I thought they had a falling out. So, oh, really? I thought so, uh, because they told him he couldn't do what he wanted to do with with the book, and uh, especially with the Princess Diana thing. Oh yeah, I I forgot about that. They did. Yeah, so they kind of got on him, I think, because they got. I mean, they got the letter from the royal family. Well, that's kind of nasty <laughs> to do, you know. Well, it's I don't even think he's American. I think he might be British, right? It might be, but is that good taste? I hey, we fought an entire war. People died so that we didn't have to listen to them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we don't have I apologize, to Michael Ball. <laughs> there's good there's good taste. There was yesterday somebody posted a picture of this benefit they're having for these teenagers in Detroit. And they took a picture of Martin Luther King Jr.'s face and put it on a rapper's hand given given the West Side hand gesture <laughs> trying to encourage kids to come to this youth outreach thing. Okay. And, and you yeah. thought that was inappropriate or in bad taste? Well, I... <clears throat> 
it raised a lot of furor <laughs> in one one section of the populace, and so it just kind of made me think, you know, is there is there a certain amount of time that needs to pass before something like that happens? Is there are some people exempt to that? Is there something to be said for the level of prominence? or your skin color, or your gender, and factoring all these things in. And just kind of, I got to sit and marinate and think about that for a little bit yesterday. I, I, I tend to think on this, I, I know fans aren't going to like this, or listeners aren't necessarily going to like this, but the Bible says it the best way, I think. All things are okay, but not all things are profitable. Yes. You know, I mean, all, you working within... God's will and uh, assuming that you are taking sin out of the equation and not doing things that God forbids, you have the freedom under grace to do anything you want. However, all things are not profitable, so therefore be mindful of how you spend your time, what you do, be sensitive to other people. Yeah. Well, and profitable not in the text of in the context of I can make money off of it. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm sorry. Yeah, not not money-wise, but yeah. profitable as in edifying to some end for somebody. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> what Milligan did, probably not the best thing. <laughs> but I'm coming from a stance of we, we played uh, up in Michigan, we played Battle of the Sexes. and good it's, game it's but basically game. trivia questions that g- girls would know trivia questions that guys would know and one was about kate middleton and i had no idea who kate middleton was and then when they said who it was when the girl said who it was i said why why should i as an american care about this didn't we <laughs> fight a war so that we didn't have to care about the royal family wasn't that wasn't that the point of the Revolutionary War? Speaking of which, let me say this. Is it callous for Marvel to, to have Revolutionary War be the title for their Marvel UK stuff? <laughs> how, is, how does that look? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Or does anyone think, hey, maybe this might be hmm, this might be offensive. Hey, I know what had to do with the British Revolutionary War. Who came up with that? What genius <laughs> editor let that go? <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> well, and so that's why I was saying, like, what is the amount of time that has to pass? It's like people make jokes about Abraham Lincoln. They're like, hey, has 150 years been long enough? You know, too soon? You know? I, I tend to think if it's funny, it's not too soon. I mean, I made a, I made a joke about Jackie's grandmother <laughs> dying. What? Yeah, Jackie's grandmother died this year. And I, you know, people always <laughs> this. Anyway, people always come up and there's, oh, I'm really sorry. Well, you didn't know her. You're not sorry. I mean, like, that's very nice, whatever. And so I was talking to somebody, and it was actually my pastor, who he doesn't necessarily understand all my humor. And so he was like, I'm really sorry about your grandmother. I was like, it's a real shame because she was going for, she was going for the record. And he was like, well, well what do you mean? I was like, life. She was going for the record. She was gonna, and that's the real shame. She got cut short, and she's like ninety, you know. And he was like, "You mean like lived longest in the family?" I was like, "No, all of humanity." She was gonna go for a hundred twenty-one, <laughs> and he was, he was like, "I don't understand," <laughs> you know. But I just got tired of people coming up and being like, "I'm really sorry about your grandmother," <laughs> like. Oh. 
So I did it too soon. No, not really. <laughs> well, what do you want? What are people supposed to say when someone passes? I don't know. They're don't sorry know. that they passed away. <laughs> They're not sorry like we did it. We killed them. <laughs> I'm sorry that I was responsible for your grandmother's demise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. How do we even get on some of these topics? I don't know. Okay, next topic. We got to move. Okay. All new Marvel Now one shot. Did you uh, did you read this? I did. Okay, what'd you think? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> did you like the format of having the one story throughout the whole thing and then coming back to it? Well, I don't know. I mean, part of it felt like a waste because not a ton happened. Everything was just here's five six pages to introduce you to something we want you to buy. You know what I mean? The only thing that really kind of ran through it was the whole thing with Loki. Yeah. And, yeah. And getting the the keys. Keys and now he's going to be an agent of Shield, which really that just kind of was setting up for another title too. Agent of Asgard. Yeah, so I mean, I think you could never read this book and still be okay. Like you're not missing anything. That's true, but it's still original content, so you are missing something. It's not like a previews issue. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you could you could pick up any of the the Invader, Silver Surfer, Black Widow, Ms. Marvel, uh, Avengers World. You could pick up any of those books having not read this and be okay. That's true. The Invaders, this, it, it really turned me off to it. It looks like it's going to be terrible. Who told you that? From the all-new Marvel Now one-shot. No, who told you it was going to be terrible? Um... From what I read in the all-new Marvel Now one-shot, oh, you're saying that you said it was going to be terrible. Told you. Oh, okay. Predicted it when it was announced. I'm glad that you got that out of your system. I'm glad <laughs> that we're all oh. on the same page. <laughs> but also, also, the Ms. Marvel one was awful. <laughs> Did you read that? Well, I skimmed it. I would read a little bit and then like, this sucks. It was terrible. <laughs> I did not, I, for some reason, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect there to be a whole lot of Indian, uh, Pakistani, I'm sorry, not Indian, Pakistani culture. But well, if I'm going to read a book and it's going to have a lot of Pakistani culture and it's going to deal with, I, I would, I think that I would want it to be something that mattered other than family life like to a superhero yes. yes going to a wedding well i mean if you're gonna read about pakistani culture i would love to have it in an espionage book where it's like oh we have to fit in this way or you know and i don't know if i'm being insensitive but i just don't care like i can't relate what is the demographic what is the t the target readership of this book is it Pakistani Americans? And how many are there? And will it, even if there's a, a, a nice sized population, will it be enough to sustain the sales for this book? Uh, no. Right. So why are they going to do it? Okay. So logically thinking this out, they must believe that the story is compelling enough to a broad range of readerships that it will support the book, unless they're making a social statement. They're if making they're, a social statement. Right, which is, right, that's my point. They're making a social statement, which is useless. Like, why are you making a social statement 
for the point of making a social statement, I mean, do they just have money that they can throw away? Like, they're not going to make money on this book. No, but Marvel, Marvel makes monetary decisions, and then they also make decisions to show that we're cool, we're down with everything that's going on. But it's they all already good. have, like, they already have Pakistani characters. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Karima is Pakistani. Mm-hmm. Okay, they already have Muslim characters, which is M. Okay, which she would be awesome in a solo title. I would read that hands down. Uh, but like, why make up a new character and have to build a fan base from the bottom up? It doesn't make any sense. This book is gonna fail. <laughs> Are you trying to uh, guess my predictions? It's a waste of my time. Oh, absolutely. I will not be reading this at all. Are you going to read the Loki Agent of Asgard? <sighs> maybe the first issue, maybe. It looked but cool it's because so... he was he was he seemed more mischievous and grown up. But he's working for Shield? No, it's Agent of Asgard. He's working Agent, I'm for... sorry. Agent of Asgard, I'm sorry. He's working for his mama. <sighs> I, I don't... Are you really into it? <clears throat> I'm not really into it, but I'm more into it now that I read the one shot. Oh, so it it accomplished its objective. Yes. Gotcha. No, I was I was I mean looking at them, the Silver Surfer made me not want to read it. Yeah, sadly, yes. The uh, Invaders thing looked awful. It did. Uh, Black Widow, I had already read Black Widow one before I went back to read this. So um, the Ms. Marvel thing was atrocious. When yep. you have to have an asterisk on every page of a six-page story to explain to me what these cultural things are, that's too much for me. <laughs> that is the best way to put it, right there. As I can't I can't even get Marvel to put an asterisk saying, like, this refers back to a previous comic book, but they'll put an asterisk to explain to me what a wedding ceremony is or a piece of cloth or what they call dogs in Pakistan. <laughs> you know, like, what? Who cares? Right. Like, if it's that important, I'll figure it out. I don't need an asterisk like that right just i felt like part of me was almost offended because i couldn't i wouldn't be able to when i picked up amazing x-men number one and they were talking about heaven and angels and the devil there were no asterisks talking about that stuff you know right figure it out all right right Um, i'm gonna be very clear here i've listened to podcasts where they just do not care about their listeners their demographics their beliefs and then i've listened to podcasts where they super duper tiptoe around it i'm not i'm not trying to be offensive i i mean with like with a cultural thing just i'm i'm talking from a specifically financial business-minded standpoint i don't see the point in this book and and then with the, just the last story, the Cannonball Sunspot Hulk story. Um, I don't Cannonball even and what? I don't even remember that one. Oh well, it was there. I mean, they're on the cover, but um, where they have to infiltrate and Cannonball and Sunspot um, turn into mini Hulks. Oh, bleh. yeah. It, to me, Cannonball and Sunspot have just been turned into the teenage New Mutants characters that they were thirty years ago. Yeah, they're 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 not they're these are grown up characters. They're which adult. one was that? Avengers World. Was well, that, that was the... Avengers World? But this was also in. Um... Well, the one shot. It was the preview to Avengers World. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let, that's a good segue. Avengers World number one. What do you think? 
Uh, I thought it was very interesting, all the threats, you know, all over the world. Um, I really liked the smaller teams of the Avengers and how they were able to interact with each other. I think that's really good for trying to have character development when there's, you know, 8,000 people on the team. Uh, the art was beautiful. It was Nick Spencer. I thought it was just, I really liked the flow. Nick Spencer was not the artist. Oh, he wasn't? He was, a co- he was co-writer. Okay. I wrote Nick Spencer was the artist. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not sure who was the artist actually on that. All right. Well, I can look after I get them talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. You keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought his art was, it was realistic, but it flowed. It wasn't static or or anything like that. Um, Caselli, then, Caselli, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, uh, he did. He does a lot of. He does good work. He does a lot of the, uh, or he did a lot for um, slots, Spider-Man before Superior Spider-Man. Okay, what did you think? I thought it was good. I thought it was very obvious that the that it was co-written. Um, it definitely had Spencer's dialogue because um, he writes Secret Avengers. And so this was kind of a, a merging of Avengers proper and Secret Avengers because of he's dealing right now with a lot of AIM and that whole island. And I'm waiting for you to say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, okay, okay. Do, do, does this ring any bells to you? It does. I was just listening. I, I try not to interrupt you, Andy. I love it when you interrupt me. Oh, okay. It makes me feel engaged. All right, well, here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I like where this is going. <laughs> anyway, it was it was good. I thought Hickman did... I like Hickman. I like how Hickman spells his name with the capital H. That's really cool. Okay. It seems to me like he is helping plot multiple stuff. Are you sure it seems that way, though? At the same time. Really? Why do you think that? Because he's very good at giant storytelling. That's what Thor would say to him. He'd say, you are man of Hick. Okay. All right. Original sin. What is... <laughs> Next topic, jerk. All right, you go. Uh, Original Sin. Didn't we have a story in Wolverine Origins called Original Sin? We did. Okay. And it had to do with Miss Sinister? Yes, and X-Men Legacy. It was a crossover. Right. Mike Carey. Well, I guess we're doing it again. (laughs) Um, Actually, it's very interesting. I'm glad Diodato is on the art. It should be very good. Um, I like his layouts as well. Very interesting layouts. Um. I I'm I'm all about this. I'm very interested. I'm hesitant when it comes to Jason Aaron just because of his work on Wolverine and the X-Men. His other stuff is great. His Wolverine thing was great, but uh, his Punisher Max was top notch if you can stand it. Well the the article said that uh, some people will die during this. So that will be interesting. that's true but that's all i have to say about it what do you you think about the watcher dying does that matter to you well there are like a hundred watchers yeah but ours the one that lives on luna the moon what to what that's right that's well here's the thing with marvel 616 comics death does not mean dead right so He'll be back in 10 years when we have this huge crossover. The I Watcher guess, I, lives. I think 10 years is a reasonable time. I think five years is a reasonable time before they bring somebody back. I, I, I could stand that. I, but, I, I mean, we could probably talk about this for an hour, what we feel about death in comic books. But 
it just cheapens it. I just I'm like, oh, Watcher's dead, big deal. You know? Yes, right. But that means that I mean the ramifications in the real world are he's taken off the table. You can't use him for X amount of years. To me, yeah. that's a big enough consequence. Well, I don't because there are so many other Watchers. They can say, oh, well, I'm my. This is Susan, the new Watcher. Uh, she's going to be watching you guys from now on. <laughs> Her job is to watch. Yes. <laughs> she don't she doesn't speak much. She's I'm actually thrilled about this because I hate in comic books where the watcher shows up just to make an impact. I, I blame editorial. It happens way too often. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, the watcher's in this book because it's a, you're writing a giant book. Good. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, the Red Hulk just punched the watcher. Right. Exact. Thank you, Jeff Loeb. Oh, look, the Watcher appeared at Black, at Black Panther and Storm's wedding. That's not going to last. <laughs> exactly, and here's the thing. it just He just appeared in, in last week's Wolverine issue. Oh, he did? Yeah. What was he watching? Wolverine not get, uh, breaking the sword or whatever. Oh, okay. Ugh. That's pretty important. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, uh, Marvel getting the rights to the Star Wars comic franchise. Yeah, I, I, do you think they'll do some like uh, crossovers with Marvel? I hope not. I hope not. I mean, they've had the rights before and they didn't, but right. I mean, today is totally. I mean, it's not. That was thirty years ago. Right. This is a different ball game now. Right. And if if they're all together. It wouldn't be anything to see Luke Skywalker battling Wolverine at the House of Mouse, you know? Don't say, don't say it. <laughs> okay, here's the con. They may run into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Here's the pro. Marvel can only print so many books a week, so if half of them are Star Wars because the whole fan base is moving from Dark Horse to Marvel, then that lessens my reading load. So I'm happy about that. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Uh no, I mean I respect the universe. I respect what Dark Horse did with it, but I respect the, them. <laughs> it can't. I cannot invest my more of my life in an in an entirely new fictional universe. <laughs> I can't. There's there's one and a half that I care about. And What's that's the it. other half? The sixteen ten. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> that's that's it. Dude, I watched Lost, I watched X-Files, but I can't read the fan fiction. I can't read the extended universe stuff. I can't read because I cannot let myself get sucked in to another fictional universe. Marvel 616 is it. Like, that's my limit. It's a, it's the, there are so many options that we have today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just... It used to be that you had four... Uh, gosh, we sound so old. <laughs> we used to just have a few channels, you know. You have six, seven, eight, nine, ten channels, and that's what you had. You'd get, you know, two, you know, three, four comic books released a week. That was it. And you had, like, two video games for your Nintendo system. And if you couldn't blow on the cassette hard enough, it wouldn't work in the first place. So you'd have to either do comics or the TV. Right, I, I and yeah, I we do sound so old because I, I refuse to, like, there's so many one-hit wonder bands now, I'm not going to keep up with them. <laughs> no, I, I'll go back to my 90s music. I'll go back. <laughs> Gosh. That's why I collect, do you know why I collect trades? 
because when Marvel goes out of business, <laughs> then I'll still be able to go back and live in this universe. Yes, you're that's, correct. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. I don't read those trades that I buy. Oh. <laughs> I do it so that when it goes out, I can still get my hands on that stuff. I didn't think you were a big, big into trades. Uh, yeah, I got like 300. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's... I read all the single issues. I either sell them or give them away. And then the the most amazing stuff and the you know the the main storylines, I buy the trades for all those. Yeah. Dude, for for uh for Christmas, I finished my Bendis Brewbaker Daredevil run. Oh, nice. Yes. Very was it a Christmas gift? Yeah, yeah, it was. Sweet. Yeah. From from Jackie? Um, I bought it, but you know, it was from her. Oh, okay. Well, cause I'm, I'm always looking for tips to try and help Jennifer and get me stuff. So if you had, I was like, how did Jackie know that? <laughs> I was looking, I look, I look nonstop. You cannot buy that whole series. It's, it's very rare to get the whole series in trades. And I saw it on eBay and I was like, I have to get it. I've never seen it before. <laughs> so, all right, we got to hurry. Cause I got to go in 15 minutes. So we're going to hit. We're going to hit the rest of these topics, and then we're going to come back and do a ton more fun stuff. All right, Origins 2, number one. Boring. Nothing happened. Uh, It was boring. The art was beautiful, but I am very interested in how Mr. Sinister is going to play a part. But, dude, $4.99 to watch Wolverine and some wolf. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. But that was, it was but, Origin number origin the first origin number one was so much more this it was paul paul jenkins it was fantastic yeah this pales yes that's true but don't i mean didn't you see the on the polar bear the tag the mr sinister tag oh yeah mr sinister is one of my my top five favorite villains ever love so I, i like it just makes sense for him to be like i don't care if this is a retcon I am very interested on in him. However, the the my fear is when Kieran Gillen wrote Sinister before he was like that, you know, real Renaissancey long hair, oh. slick back. Yes. So <laughs> that's probably the same character we're gonna get in this iconic Origins run. He sucked. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, new Iron Fist series by Andrew Carr. It's Iron Fist: The Living Weapon. What do you think? Who cares? <laughs> I do. Not me. <laughs> it's but gonna be like good. Street level characters. It's gonna be good. Andrew Card does a lot of the covers for uh, the Miles Morales uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. He also did Spider-Man Reign. Um, he did, I think, the writing and the art for that. He's on and off on books. It should be good. It should be good. We just we're very different. We have very different tastes. I still love you. <laughs> Uh, the Marvel Experience Dome. I know nothing about this. What is this? Oh my gosh, this sounds off awesome. Somehow it's gonna be this traveling eighty thousand square foot dome experience of like live action Marvel stuff inside. Really? Yeah. There's only been one article that's come out about it, but it's gonna travel all over America. I mean, eighty thousand square feet. That's pretty darn huge yeah and it's going to be an interactive experience with the marvel characters um 
like it almost sounds like it's going to be a touring stage show kind of like well and even this this um there's also the marvel live that's touring this summer that's different from the marvel dome experience what what are these things like what what's in them what are we witnessing well have you have you ever been to like disney on ice no or something like that where they it's it so it's marvel on ice Basically, but without the ice, it's going to be the character, the Marvel characters telling a story with live actors. Oh, actually, okay, that sounds way full more costume. interesting. Oh my gosh, yeah, full costumes and effects. There was a there was a video of the Marvel Live experience showing them doing uh, the stunt work and stuff, and some of the costumes. And I'm just like peeing my pants. I can't can't wait for this. <laughs> I've lost control of my body. <laughs> For real. Like, this is what you dream of when you're a little kid. <laughs> it's just, there's, there's the Hulk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's fighting Venom in front of me. I'm in the front row, you know? That would be awesome if they had Venom. I would, I would love to see that. Well, the Marvel Live experience is going to have, I think it said, 120 characters. What? And, and then, I don't know about the dome. How I'm much is this cost? I, I, I don't know. Oh man! Did you? I I emailed you a link that said they're going to be doing New Orleans in January. Where uh, is New Orleans? Oh no! Did I say it wrong? <laughs> New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Like with an I, Lens. Yeah. All right. They're going to be in New Orleans. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> say it as one word: New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, no. They're gonna be, they're gonna be in Narlins. Narlins. In January 2015. Wow, I'll get my tickets now. Dude, <laughs> don't even joke. I know for real. Like I'm gonna be front row. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not Tina, man. It's not. Oh my gosh! If it was her music while that they were fighting each other. <laughs> Like oh. Thunderdome style. They could that maybe that's what it is. They're in a Thunderdome. <laughs> it's like you just jump through the computer. Oh man, that would be amazing. <laughs> the Marvel Thunderdome experience. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, let's go. Let's, let's move on. All right, all new X Factor number one. Dude, I love this book. Are you really? <laughs> I loved it. It had that, continuity. That is crazy, man, because I was like, oh, pretty lackluster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, it had continuity. It talked about stuff from when Gambit had his own title. It talked about the characters from the canceled X Factor book. It referenced all these interrelationships. The art was good. It was Peter David. It had Fatal in it. It was just, it was really, really, really good. The art was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I do like Peter David, and that's why I'll keep reading it, but it's not, it's going to have to get better. What didn't you like? I don't know, man. Like, obviously, they're going to find out the the company's evil, and they're going to have to work all this stuff, and... It's just characters I don't care about. I cannot wait to hate to see Danger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to Danger. <laughs> you know. But I, I'm, I, I like Gambit. I like Gambit. I don't like Quicksilver. 
I'm not a huge fan of Polaris. Like she she could have stayed lost in space. I'd be fine. Oh, poor Polaris. Yeah, right. She was with Havoc. They're fine. But not anymore. He's with Wasp, which is uh, gross. <clears throat> Havoc is a, a dumb character anyway. But with it, I mean, when was the last time that you saw a title that was able to reference stuff from canceled series? Uh, yeah. Like it, that's what I appreciated is that whenever Peter David gets a book, he pretty much makes the understanding with Marvel is this is my book. Leave me alone. I'm going to write it and you're going to be okay with it. And Marvel's basically just like go in your corner and take all the characters that nobody else wants and make them cool. Yes. And that's what he does. I absolutely agree. hundred percent agree. And I do appreciate and respect that. And, and it, but it worked. It made sense because we haven't seen Gambit teaching at the school. Right. And Wolverine just was like, dude, what's going on? Right. I never, ever thought that Gambit's latest series would ever be referenced again. Never <laughs> well, thought that. That's true. Um, but the art is going to have to change for me. It was, It's way too lanky. I, I don't know. Like, I can deal with the costumes, but, you know, give me some sort of proportions. Well, it had Fatal in it. What? And Fatal is one of my favorite villains from the 90s, so... That makes up for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man being Scott Lang and Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. You go first. I went first last time. Um, Paul Rudd, he seems, like, uh, he seems like he would do well. I think that he's an unusual guy. Uh, you know, he, he's in a whole lot of stuff. I think it's interesting that he's going to be a Marvel canon along with Michael Douglas. Um, but, you know, Robert Redford, he's in Freezer Burn. <laughs> So, uh, talking of, he's in Captain America too. Oh, it's right, right, right. My bad. I always, I always get those two mixed up. Winter Soldier, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, it should be good. I think that Michael Douglas as a mentor figure uh, will be good. I think that it makes sense for him to be like a scientist. And Paul Rudd uh, seems like kind of like an upstart. He could be a cocky little dude. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Ant-Man, Jackie was telling me, she's like, Ant-Man just sounds so stupid. <laughs> and I was like, no, but he can grow and that's he, he can fight. And, you know, nowadays with the with the um, cinematography, they can make it really cool action scenes. I, I'm looking forward to this. It should be a fun movie. It should be a fun movie. Yeah, I think this is going to be more in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Paul Rudd, I think he'll be good. Um I think he plays a lot of the same character in everything he's in, but my goodness, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, it's like my heart was broken. Really? It, he's a good actor. Oh, he's a great actor, but he's not in his mid-30s. The, yeah, not, yeah. This is like Mandarin. <laughs> is it that bad, though? It's not as bad, because there's another Ant-Man that they're going to use, you know, but... Right. It was it was kind of shocking, you it, know? It is shocking, yeah. Like, I uh I I was hoping for the irredeemable Ant-Man. I forget that guy's name, Eric something. Oh, were you? Well, it wouldn't it I knew it wasn't going to happen just because that's such that guy's such a minor character. Yeah. But if you get like this guy who he could or could possibly possibly not be responsible at all and like even leaning toward being super selfish with everything 
I don't know. I mean, you still might get a little bit of that with Scott Lang. We, when we read about him in the comics, we're seeing a very matured uh, Scott Lang, you know, very different yeah. from when he started. So I'm looking forward to learning more about the character through through the movies. Well, they, the, the picture that Edgar Wright posted was from the Avengers cartoon where he breaks in and steals the Ant-Man technology. And he said, I've been doing my homework and then posted that picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like that episode, I'd be I'd be down with that. I, I want to find out who who's going to be Wasp. Yeah, I guess that I didn't even think about that. See, to me, Wasp is such a minor character, and it's you know, like this movie, they could do anything they wanted with it because I don't care about these characters that much. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. It's not like Hulk or Thor right. when they're they're casting. You know, we're gonna cast a female Thor, and Hulk is gonna be purple. You know, it's not like that. Right, right. Uh, anything else on that? Nope. Okay, uh, Daredevil going to Marvel's online infinite medium. I think it's going infinite because Mark Wade is all about the, the infinite stuff. I think they're going to cancel it and relaunch it as a digital, digital only. Is that correct? I, I, I don't know. I think so. I, He's going to move out to the West Coast. and. and but it's weird because Mark Wade owned the comic book store. Yeah, in actually in Muncie, Indiana, where I was. Yeah. Okay. Did you go? Um, I have been. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's weird, but he also has that um, he has that website with all the free infinite comics, but that aren't Marvel. So mm. he is he is all about this new model. Uh, in this new medium, which makes sense, but to me, it's sad because I'm going to miss out on content. Like, I don't care too much about Mark Wade's Daredevil. It's not as good as Brubaker's and Bendis's, but I think a lot of people like it, and they're going to miss out. I mean, if it's not collected, and you know, then you're going to have to make it continuity neutral. I think maybe that's the gamble Marvel's taken, is if you're really going to miss it, then you're really going to do this. R- right, exactly. But see, it... I think that they are all in or else they wouldn't have Mark Wade do it, who is all in on this model. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it kind of breaks my heart because I don't want a different medium. I don't necessarily want to transition to the infinite comics. It's too close to the motion comics to me, which motion oh, comics oh. <laughs> is not at my own pace. I don't like it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the motion comic. No, I mean, but the, the um, spider woman motion comic, I I appreciated it, but I still read every single paper copy that came out. So it and it was a different experience, and I I don't I don't enjoy the infinite experience as much as the um you know the still digital or paper copy experience. Sure, no, I I agree. All right, uh, Mark Wade and Mark Bagley relaunching Hulk. Um. I mean, I'm just kind of indifferent, I guess. Okay, I, I don't see any reason to relaunch it. Mark Wade is the one who's doing Indestructible Hulk right now. Um, I guess it's going to be a different take, and I think it's... Um, I think they went all in on the Marvel Now, and then they were like, you know what, we're going to go all in on all new Marvel Now, <laughs> and who yeah. cares about the numbering? We're going to make a different premise. Like, it seems like they they have no problem saying, yeah, we want 18 issues, but we're going to do volume 17 now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and that, so I hate that. That's a different mindset than normal. So, okay, uh, Miracle Man coming back. Any 
We've been talking about this forever. Seriously, like since the first episode. I know. I'm just over Miracle Man. I don't care now. Okay. I feel like that Marvel had so much heat from this when it was first announced. Yeah. They should have capitalized on it. Yeah. But they literally have sat on it for almost five years. <laughs> you know, I. Okay, I'll finish up Miracle Man. I really don't know if it's even new content. It might still be Alan Moore reprints. They're going to do reprints, but then they're going to have. I think he's going to finish it up. I, I want who is. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to see what this character does. I've never read him before. It's crazy to me that they bought it and they're going to keep it as Miracle Man and not Marvel Man. Yeah. Why would they do that? So I want to see what this character does. I would love to see some fantastic art, and I would love to see him incorporated in a way that makes sense into the cosmic universe. Not how Angela is being used right now, which is zero. She's just there, which is stupid. Well, hey, we're going to bring Neil Gaiman's character back from Image, and we, we signed all this. It's going to be great. She's no, She hasn't done anything. She's kicked somebody yeah. in the face, and that's it. She's kicked a reader in the face. All right, so the next topic is Wolverine being relaunched with uh, Cornell and Stegman, which this really chafes me because he had one story arc where it was dumb and Wolverine is now killable. (laughs) And then, hey, let's relaunch it and let's see what happens from that story arc. Why not just do a bunch of limited series all in a row? Or not relaunch every time you want to write something new. It's it's like what we were just talking about with uh, Wade and Bagley relaunching Hulk. Why why do we have to do you know these eighteen issue, twenty issue, thirty issue things and then relaunch? You know. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm glad Stegman's on the book. It's better than Davis, that's for sure. Oh yes, yes. Da- Davis is like classic, I guess, and a lot of people have fond memories of him. But to me, Davis is kind of like John Romita Jr., how it was fine then, but it just doesn't hold up today. Oh, man, that hurts, because I really like John Romita Jr. Uh, but when you look at his stuff, it's like very stoic and static. and Yeah, not- all the same poses, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard your arguments before. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I just don't like cornell's stuff i don't think i read a lot of his um am i 13 i think and uh it's it all his stuff is um extremely over the pond who paul cornell okay sorry i cut out for a little bit oh no do we have a latency is there a lag time just for just for a second it looks like okay all right well, uh, Uncanny Avengers, what's going on there? Well, can you please fill me in on who's dead, who's really not dead? Well, right now, they're still Scarlet Witch, Rogue, and Wonder Man are still dead. But I think they're coming back. You don't think that it's going to stay that way? No, just... I mean, Rogue... I don't know. Rogue absorbed Logan's powers. So if this was before Killable, then she would have his healing factor. And, right. I mean... If she has a healing factor, Wolverine has survived, you know, uh, what what was that? Uh, Nitro, when Nitro exploded and he was just adamantium bones. 
he still <laughs> survived that. So she would be able to survive Grim Reaper impaling her and electrocuting her. And uh, Wonder, Wonder Man sacrificed his energy uh, and Rogue stabbed Scarlet Witch. And, you know, with her reality warping powers, she can do whatever. And Wonder Man has died multiple times and come back. Right. Right. Uh, I just... I'm just wondering how that's all going to shake out with the with the Apocalypse Twins and everything. It's a, it's a pretty interesting story. I, th- I'm th- I agree. I agree. I think that they may keep Rogue dead, but I think they'll bring back Scarlet Witch and Wonder Man. I was, I was looking on the Marvel Wikia today, and it says uh, Rogue is deceased currently. And that is true. <laughs> right, right. But, I mean, somebody went in there and updated it. Uh, after gotcha. the story, so it's kind of like, you know, if it's a cliffhanger and we don't really know if she's dead, I don't know if they would update it. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what I was saying. All right, well, uh, big news <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, Matt Fraction is moving off of the Inhumans title and Soul is taking it on. So Fraction was supposed to be doing the ongoing Inhumans, um, and they had in the... I guess the strictest definition of the term, um, they had creative differences is the term, I guess. And they said they tried off and on for six months. He kept coming back. They said, no, that's not what we're looking for. And then they kept coming back. And so they finally couldn't agree. And they just said, okay, to move this project forward, we got to give it to somebody else. And they said it was amicable and they said it was mutual. But what do you think, man? I think it probably was. They, they are still working together on other titles. And um, they seem to be pretty honest and up upfront about it. I think really they, that Marvel wanted one thing and uh, Fraction wanted something else and they just couldn't mesh. So, it, I mean, it just seems true. It just seemed more truthful than the typical cut and paste PR answer that we've gotten before when you know that there was a fight behind the scenes. Right, and I don't doubt the uh, the veracity of, of the statement. I really do think it's pretty accurate. It, I, I'm thinking more creatively, um, I'm sorry to see this happen, because I wasn't I wasn't excited about an Inhumans title, but then the Inhumanity uh, one-shot that kicked off that Fraction wrote was very, very good. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, this might... This is good. This might have a chance here. And uh, then the next thing I know, he's off the book. All I really care about is that uh, Joe Mad is the one drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I haven't seen anything that Soul did that was phenomenal or, or you know, off the chain. Yeah, off the chain or the hizzy or the hook right or what do the kids say yeah the um, groovy i think is what they're saying groovy man i haven't seen anything too groovy by him yeah it's all chill yes (laughs) 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 all right uh last topic vin diesel as groot i am groot what do you think that's cool that brings some some big name to the marvel movie now is he going to be the stop mo- or uh, the motion capture stuff? Probably, right? No, he's just the voice. That's it. Mm-hmm. All Groot says is, "I am Groot." Why would they sign such a big name actor that they would have to pay a ton? Well, Vin Diesel has been pursuing Marvel. Oh. 
he's wanted to be something for a while. Well, I think that he should have been Venom. Well, I don't think this is going to be the only thing he's going to be, and I think that's why he's just doing his voice. Really? I do. <laughs> well, you know, I know Sony owns the rights now to, to the Venom, because I think they talked about a Venom spinoff and then the Sinister Six spinoff movie in the Spider-Man Sony-verse. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that would translate to, to Vin Diesel. That would be awesome. I think he'd be a really good Hydro Man. Really? Yeah. No, you were lying. You were you were pulling my leg. No, not pulling your leg. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be. I mean, Hydro Man's kind of a tough bully, and Vin Diesel could pull that off. I guess. Wow. But I. But he's been having meetings with Marvel, so I don't think that's what it'll be. I think maybe it could be something with Inhumans or something along those lines. Yeah. No, it could. All right, hey, do you want to go to a middle segment, like the game, the guessing game we talked about, or you want to go into the awards? How long do you? How long are we at? Uh, how long do we want to go? Oh man, this is we're catching up. We'll go. We'll go forever. Okay. Well, I mean, have you got to see your kids today? Are you going to? I have not got to see my kids today, and they are already in bed. Okay. I left early this morning. <laughs> I I left the house at six o'clock this morning before they were awake. Whoa. Yeah. So. All right. Well, screw Jackie then. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her that you said that in the <laughs> kindest possible way. Oh, don't. She, she won't like me. <laughs> <laughs> she won't like me less. Uh, okay, here's the game. I would. I am going to give you a name. These are all X-Men characters, okay? Or in the X-Men universe. How about that? The X-Men yeah. part of the universe. I'm going to give you a name. And then you are going to tell me the code name of the person that I'm saying. Gotcha. And we're going to see how good you are, how much you know your X-Men. Some of these are hard. Some of these are easy. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, just remember, turnabout is fair play. I don't know what that means. Oh, that means if you mess with me this episode, next time when we do it, I'm going to do the same to you. Okay. Well, I thought about that, and I thought about how you are probably going to be infinitely better at this game than I am. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start out with two difficult ones. Okay, ready? Yeah. First one, Santo Vaquero. Uh, rock slide. Well done! Yes! Okay. <laughs> All right, that's one. All right, number two, Soraya Kadir. Soraya Kadir? That is correct. How do you spell Soraya? S-O-O-R-A-Y-A. Soraya. Oh, oh, um, that's dust. Wow. Dude, if you can get these, you can get, you can, I bet you can get all 20 of these. Well done. Thank you. So I was like, so I was thinking P.S. Like Soraya. P.S. Oh, yeah. Psoriasis. <laughs> or uh, pneumonia. I'm not sure what you're yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. Number three. James Howlett. Wolverine. Well done. Number four, <laughs> Raven Darkholm. Misty. C- 
Good job. Number five, Kalark. Or Kalark. Gladiator. Awesome. Okay. Number seven, Joseph. Just Joseph? I could not find his last name. Um, would that be Magneto's clone Joseph? Correct. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay, you are seven for seven. Okay, number eight, Anne Marie. Rogue. Good. Is that her last name, Marie? Uh, I want to say that she has a last name. I couldn't find it. Anyway, okay. All right, number nine, Irene Adler. Destiny. Good job. Number 10, Max Eisenhart. Magneto. Good. That is actually one of his aliases is from what the research I did. <laughs> okay, number 11. Man, you are kicking butt. Okay, number 11, Sarah Rushman. Oh, Sarah Rushman. That sounds so familiar. Now, Rushman is an alias because her last name is unknown. So it's Sarah Rushman is what we think her name is. Oh, 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 uh, Marrow. Good job. Okay, number 12, Victor Borkowski. Borkowski? Borkowski. B. 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 Uh, Victor Borkowski. Oh, Andy, I wanted to get them all right. You still might get, you know, 19 out of 20. Um, Don't give up. Oh. You can't look. I I don't know if I. You can't look these up. You can't look these up. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Annul. Gotcha. Or Annoli. Well, that's, that's a dumb name. No. <laughs> okay, so that's you are eleven for twelve. Okay, uh, number thirteen, Cecily Kincaid. Mercury. Good job, man. I didn't. You, you're okay. I I should have made these harder. Okay. Dude, the, the Anol. I don't even. I've been pronouncing his name wrong all this time. I've called him Anoli. <laughs> I, however, it's a it's a name of a lizard. It's like a small chameleon or something. So yeah. I think it's Anol. All right, Jonathan Starsmore. Chamber. Good. Aurora Monroe. Storm. <laughs> 16. Allison Blair. Dazzler. Okay. 17. Kevin Sidney. Morph. Good to watch. Holy moly. Okay. <laughs> You're too good at this. Okay. Number 18. Gabriel Summers. Um, Vulcan. Good. Number 19. Quentin Quire. That would be Quentin Quire. Nope. What is his code name? This is okay. kind of a trick question. It's a backwards one. Quentin Quire has a code name? Yes, he does. Omega Boy. <laughs> Kid Omega. Kid Omega. <laughs> All right. And lastly, number 20, Nathaniel Essex. Mr. Sinister. Good job, man. 18 and a half out of 20. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Awesome. I started thinking about this. If you did this with uh, Spider-Man characters, like the villains and everything, yeah, I don't think I could do a good job. No, that's who I would go with for you. I Well, that's who you would have to go with because I don't think I know anybody else. It's ridiculous. I, I started thinking about this and I was like, I don't know the Shocker's name. I don't know Boomerang's name. 
I don't know. Like, you know, like I know Otto Octavius and the Lizard and the Hobgoblin and stuff like that. But, you know, some of these B-rate, C-rate villains. Well, I just wrote their names down for next week. Oh, I'll... (laughs) Shocker and Boomerang. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hey, good job. All right. Well, uh, let's... uh... Let's go into our year-end awards for flew through that that was like uh that was like 13 12 minutes <laughs> it was i wish i as i was doing it, i was like i wish i knew as much about the bible as i know about <laughs> these things. like why do i know cecily kincaid but i can't do you know this thing or that thing Dude, so i couldn't even you know how we talked about mercury versus some other girl last i couldn't even think of the other girl's code name oh i don't remember us doing that we talked about I was like, who is that person? Uh, Mercury and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think she was in the X Men. I think they got in a fight, the two of them. Oh, Bling. 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 Okay. The one are we are we talking about the right person? The one that's having the problem in the X the girl X Men title? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, who's kissing everybody? Right. Yeah, Bling. Yeah. <laughs> With the funky head. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell if that was Mercury or Bling. I didn't know. Okay. All right, man. We got uh I don't know how many categories. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen categories. <laughs> I hope I made that number counting exciting for you as I changed my inflection. Who produces this show? My goodness. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. So uh we're gonna go in the order that I have written down for you. Uh, basically, I'm going to give you the category, and we'll take turns, whoever goes first, and uh, I'm sure we'll react to each other's. And if you have a runner-up, feel free to say, oh, it was very close to whatever. Well, let me preface that, you know, I have the memory of a gnat, so I tend to forget a lot of stuff that happens, so may, my my awards might be a little more recent than Current. yeah <laughs> i uh i thought about this because we did it uh last year and i had a hard time um actually we might have skipped last year we might have done it the year before i know we skipped one year but and so i've been keeping track as i read and i'll put an asterisk next to on the spreadsheet of what i like and for what category i'll be like oh that was great that would fit into this category Oh, you're so clever. Oh, yeah. You've been working on this for 12 months. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for this day. I had like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, uh, let's start. Let's start with the big one. Best overall series. I uh, go first. Okay. I've chose X Men, the mm-hmm. all female X Men title. Brian Woods X Men. Yes. Wow, dude, that is the best series of the year. Do you remember me ranting and raving when we talked about the first four issues? No. Oh well, I did. go back and listen to the podcast wow dude yeah that series for me is just a good old good old 90s classic x-men good writing strong characters good story development that's i just really really enjoy the title and now finally the dotson's on the book (laughs) it's perfect (laughs) <laughs> well, I liked I liked Oliver Koipel better than Dodson, but I can take Dodson. Fair enough. <laughs> um, the best overall series for me is all new X Men. Whoa, yep. an X Men title. Yep, yep. Um, it 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 was close. It was uh, it was close. I, I'm not going to say what it was close to yet, just because um, it might ruin some of the other awards. So. Oh, okay. Best event or crossover of the year? Infinity. Hands down. Hands down. Why is that? Because it had great art. It had a very expansive story. Uh, it was a big uh, a big production, a big deal throughout the entire Marvel Universe. Uh, it was well written. And uh, it had. I thought it had good follow through. I, I know some people complained that it was kind of... Uh, the last issue was just a cleanup issue, um, but I thought I thought the whole story was pretty epic, and I like how it's continuing in its respective titles. Well, kinda. No, I mean it was just it was kind of just like phase one, and everything's gonna tie together. You're gonna have phase two, phase three, and then everything's gonna tie together. From what I I've read about Hickman's story. Okay. Okay. Um. I went with uh, Age of Ultron. Are you... What? You I'm, hated that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I heard you almost spit out your water. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, I went with Battle of the Atom. Ah. I could only think of Battle of the Atom, Age of Ultron, and Infinity. And of those three, I... I think I enjoyed Battle of the Atom the best. Okay, all right. All right. We'll go with enjoyment. I like that. Uh, yeah. Anything specific about it? Uh, I mean, it didn't have the, the payoff that I was hoping for, but it was cool to just see so many different characters running around and kind of see most of the X-Men all together again. I enjoyed that. So it was just fun, I think, you know? Cool. Cool. All right. Um, best writer of the year. Brian Wood. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, how to write his stuff. He can write his ladies, so. And I, I chose Brian Michael Bendis, so. That makes sense I, as well. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so, I okay. Then best artist for mine is uh, Stuart Eminem, but Aja came very close second. Stuart Eminem, really? Yeah, all new X-Men. Yeah, I know. I know he draws that. I just for him to be the best of the year. I, I think that his uh, whoever colors his book probably has a lot to do with it. I like his action scenes. Doesn't she? 
What oh no, she inks. His wife inks his stuff. I thought his wife wrote Catherine Eminem. Or maybe she writes. She does something in the comic world. With this well, thing. yeah, she was on Journey into Mystery. Uh, oh. Not not the Kieran Gillen stuff. The one where about Sif, which mm-hmm. actually I never read. Okay. Yeah. So um, I would say Eminem is the best artist of the year. Um, he did consistently well. He turned out a lot of books. Um, I don't think there were many fill-in artists. I know there was a couple, but not many. And Aja was uh, extremely close, but there were more fill-in artists for Aja this year on Hawkeye. Those are two very different styles. Extremely. <laughs> extremely <laughs> yeah. different, yes. Wow. Yeah, there were a lot of great artists. It, it was hard. This title was hard. This category is hard because, you know, do you pick a favorite artist because maybe they did one or two books or... Or, you know, does that disqualify them because you have another artist you like who had, who's done more work? Right, you know? right. So I went with Oliver Koipel. I thought so, because <laughs> that makes sense with your best overall series. Yeah, I kind of gave that one away. But I just, I I opened up X-Men number one today. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but I mean, I love Joe Ma- Madureira, his work. I, I like the sketchiness and the that kind of stuff and um there were there were a lot of good artists but that's who we picked <laughs> okay all right best single issue x-men number one <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of dominating the first few awards here yes it is uh <laughs> well, you know whatever if you really liked it uh i i didn't think that that one really stuck out i know that um I read and listened to a few guys that just hated it. Really? I it was universally liked. I thought. Uh, there was a couple people who I I follow that that, that did not enjoy it at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They said that all the characters seemed um like the same person. Oh my gosh! Not at all. I know. Well, we talked about this when it first. <laughs> When it came out, and uh, yeah. I think I brought this up, and you were like, "Oh no, they're they're very different. Each one harkens back to very much their own personality." So, yeah, it was like watching that. It was like reading the X Men the animated series. It was great. <laughs> uh, the best single issue of the year, in uh, in my opinion, was Infinity Number Four. I knew it. I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, backup was all new X Men Number Eighteen. And remind me of that one. That's that the, the Kitty that's, Pride one. Yeah, that's the Kitty Pride one, and that's the follow-up to um, uh, Battle of the Atom. Yeah, the one that we argued about. <laughs> yes, I mean, of course. Now, would you say Infinity Four is just because of the Thor scene? Um, or, or I think me? it's the crescendo and the emotion behind the entire thing. The the Thor scene was the climax of it, definitely. Okay. Because I was that if you if the, one of the categories was best moment or best shocker or something that instantly it's just that's what my head went to yeah oh no it was good it was, <laughs> it really, was. <laughs> that was one of those that you want to put up in a frame oh absolutely you want yeah totally yeah could wallpaper that sucker <laughs> exactly all right uh, best hero of the year um, I put surprisingly Thor. 
because between his uh, the first 12 to 13 issues, I think uh, before the Malekith uh, storyline, the first 13 of issues of his series plus him in Infinity, I think that he stood out among all the other heroes um, a lot more than than anyone else as far as um, uh, being an individual. You know what I mean? Like you could say you could say Scott, but he's like kind of being used in an overall plot. Um, Captain America, his his individual title was bad. Peter Parker wasn't even around. <laughs> so Thor. Okay, I went with someone you're probably not going to agree with. <laughs> okay, but uh, that would go with what we normally do. I picked Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay, I- why? Hero of the year, he's kind of got his hand in a little bit of everything. From, you know, sending out this uncanny X-Force team, to running a school, to being a part of the the X-Men, to running his solo title, and being on this Avengers team, and that Avengers team, and another Avengers team. And he kind of went through the gamut this year with so many stuff with his, uh, you know, his son returning, and... uh, trying to lead the school and and always towing that line and sometimes crossing that moral line and going too far than what he should have. Um, he just had so many inner dynamics with a variety of different characters that, for me, he was the hero of the year. Because this isn't your favorite character, you know? Right. right so right. that's why it wasn't Spider-Man and Storm for our picks. But, <laughs> you know? Because that's who we would have went with, but try to find out who really was the best hero this year yeah no i agree i i don't think that that's a bad choice at all i think uh, based on your criteria and what you said i think it's uh i think it's pretty good actually nice yeah yeah well we haven't done this category yet we'll see what you say <laughs> okay best villain of the year that you go first well i almost picked cyclops he was probably <laughs> the runner up wow because he's just a bad He's bad, bad Cyclops. No. Um, but I went with the Apocalypse Twin. Oh, okay. Because Uncanny Avengers is kind of like Astonishing X-Men was when it first started. It's that fringe title that's a core title somehow, you know? Yep. Um, we're not really sure where everything plays in, but they're really, really intriguing to me. And I like that they have such a large power set and they're working on something big. And they're involving multiple facets of time, space, reality, and characters. So yeah. for me, they were kind of the ultimate villains this I, year. I think how they're related to Immortus and Kang, which are eventually the same person, correct? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, how they're related to that, I mean, it's just is it's mind-blowing. I can't actually keep up with it, you know? <laughs> so I think that... Um, that's no good choice good choice a two brutus i said uh the best villain of the year was doc ock so Mm. dr octopus and the reason why is because he he was like the he had his own book (laughs) yeah he had to i mean there was a lot of character development obviously there was a lot of interaction with other people there was a lot of moving forward in the story uh, with him, um, as much as I don't appreciate fully what is going on with him and where that's going to leave Peter Parker, I can't 
pick anyone else. No one else sticks out to me this year as the the bad guy of the year. Now, listeners, that is a man right there. <laughs> his personal hatred for what's going on in his title and gave due to where due was properly deserved. I basically am crying. <laughs> <laughs> Choking out those words. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, our next category is breakout character of the year. Do you know uh did you need any help on uh like with any description of this category or you got it? No, I think I, I think I understand it. Okay. All right. I'm not trying to belittle you. I just know that last year or, or the year before we had a couple of What? That's what that means? Really? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would have never picked that. Oh, I'm so glad you have a good memory. Well, I'm so glad this is recorded. I can go back and listen. Yes, you can do that. All right, so... uh, Oh, it's my turn first. I'm sorry. Um, Clearly, I'm going to pick Kitty Pride. She... I think that she has shined this year uh, and, and, and has stood out this year more so than... The past previous ten years, probably. I mean, she phased a bullet and was dead for a few years. That's true, and that was dumb. <laughs> so I think that we are we are doing better than that, and I think that she is uh, finally coming back into uh, being a meaningful uh, part of the X Men family. I'll give you that. I mean, because again, you gotta just set aside. Your personal dislike for a character. If they <laughs> I didn't think you personally disliked her. <laughs> no, nothing personal, Kitty, but I just don't like you. <laughs> Man, she is hurt. <laughs> well, I just, I thought that this category had no other contenders. Oh, uh, okay. So I went with Superior Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I just, I mean, I think Kitty Pride did have a good run and she did. Uh, she was a very much a, a breakout character, but I just think for Superior Spider-Man to continue running this title with ideas that are fresh and building upon stuff in the past and how it interworks, because it's kind of like a, a brand new character that's been around since the 60s. You know, it's it's such a, a, a an odd paradigm. Right. But uh, yeah, this category hands down would be Superior Spider-Man. No, that's good. That's good. I, I uh, for some reason, I, I, I didn't even consider him because I thought that he was, uh, you know, the same character. Yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, buddy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Okay. Breakout series of the year or breakout title of the year. I'm gonna go with Avengers Arena. Ah, ha ha. Okay, I kind of thought that you would. <laughs> this is I mean, if, I don't have you been reading this? Oh yeah. Okay. It's it's doesn't do very much on the charts and uh you know, it's not the headline of discussion on forums and stuff, but it really it's almost maybe if we had a, a category for sleeper series of the year too. That's kind Yeah, okay. That's kind of what Yeah. It's like this wonderful story with all these twists and things that you Literally, you just do not see them coming, and you wouldn't guess this is going to happen. And it's it's wonderful. It, it I, I'm looking forward to the omnibus coming out and just reading it from beginning to start in one setting, because mm-hmm. that's how the story I think is going to be the best. 
<laughs> Did you just say from beginning to start? Did I say that? From beginning I, to start. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had two that I couldn't decide. And actually, um, Avengers Arena was in the running. But um, I, I texted you about this. I went back and I started rereading Superior Foes of Spider-Man because I thought it was a dumb series and I couldn't get into it. Uh, I read four issues and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a fair shake. And I went back and read issue one through issue six. And that is my breakout series of the year. That book is really, really fun. It's quite funny. Uh, and it's very well written. And actually, the other breakout series of the year that I had, the, fo- the runner-up, was Secret Avengers. And both of them are written by Nick Spencer. Oh, okay, okay. Secret, Secret Avengers took a while to pick up. But now that they're doing this... Uh, kind of the uh the mockingbird storyline I, I think that they're it, it's definitely going places yeah scott scott has ranted and raved about superior spider foes in a in a good way yeah yeah he really has enjoyed it it's it's surprisingly good you know i didn't think that a bunch of like c-list d-list villains could hold a title but they do I think New Avengers, just on my opinion, because this is your award, um, New Avengers is good. Sometimes it's it's very deep and complex. New Avengers or Secret Avengers? What do you... Oh, which one did you say? I said Secret Avengers. Okay, never mind then. Not that deep and complex. <laughs> <laughs> New Avengers is definitely deep and complex, and I thought that was... Um, it was too in the spotlight to, to get this award, so... That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, best X book of the year. Um, I said all new X Men, <laughs> and I said X Men. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, that was just in case the best overall series was not an X title or an Avengers title. Um, we stuck that in there. I almost went with Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up. Okay. Uh, best Avengers book of the year. What did you put? I went with Avengers Arena. Okay. And I went with Avengers Proper. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought that that was good. And I love how uh, there's a bunch of stories that all compile into one story, yet at the same time, you can read them individually and, and they still work. That makes sense. Yep. I really uh, enjoy that. And uh, best team book of the year. Oh, it's my turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> best team book of the year. I put Avengers Arena. I thought that even though that's not like a team that was a team that had the... I, I didn't know if that counted. But I would say Avengers o- overall, um, the best team book, and that's kind of in contradiction to the best you know, overall series, best Avengers book. Um, I didn't necessarily think that Avengers Arena was better than Avengers proper, but I, I wanted to spread around the, the awards. I thought it was very good. Okay. Yeah, spread the love. Yup. I went with X Men. <laughs> I don't spread the love. I'm like the title's so good. <laughs> X Men cleaned up. Okay, now uh, best solo title of the year. What do you say? I went. I think I know what you're gonna say, but I went with Superior Spider Man. Wow. Wow. If you, if you can write a a villain as a hero as a solo title, kind. And make it work, then I gotta give you props. Wow, dude. 
that's yeah okay all right i said hawkeye yep i was right yes <laughs> Um, I really am still enjoying the writing. I don't like the fill-in artist as much. Uh, Aja is, is the guy I like there. And uh, there's been a couple recently, a couple issues where it was a miss instead of a hit. But, I mean, when you got 13 issues and only one of them or two of them are duds, you're, you're doing well. Oh, yeah. It, it was the top-selling trade, Marvel trade of 2013. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. It was kind of that the little engine that could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't think it had very high expectations. And once people got into it, they really got into it and told other people. I got to say, Fraction is really doing a lot better. You know, I was I was concerned about his um, his career after Fear Itself. (laughs) I mean, I really was. I say that in all, all seriousness and honesty. The Fear Itself was awful. It was awful. Yes, yes. So, okay, uh, best limited series. Um, I said Daredevil End of Days. No, I, didn't, I didn't pick that up. Why, why was that the best? Um, I would argue that it's probably in continuity, um, in 616 continuity, and it's the end of Daredevil is how he gets killed and um, Ben Urich going. It's it's a it's a continuation. It's basically if Bendis had finished his run all the way till when Daredevil dies, this is what would happen. It's an eight issue series. Uh, Malieve is on art, and I think uh, maybe a little bit of Mac too. No, I think maybe just Malieve. And um, it's very well done. It follows Ben Urich, who is trying to figure out. You know, is uh, Daredevil really dead? Did Daredevil really kill the Kingpin in front of everybody? Did Bullseye really kill Daredevil in front of everybody? How how uh, the Punisher reacts to the to the whole thing? How um, Elektra reacts to the whole thing? It's a it's a really good in depth gritty uh, kind of a crime story. Was the art good? Oh, I loved it, but I don't think you like Malie, right? Not so much. Yeah, the art. I mean, the art's really good. The covers are fantastic too. It's just an acquired taste. <laughs> it's it's really good, man. You should try. <laughs> uh, all right, I went with Superior Carnage. Oh, really? Because I like Carnage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about Carnage. Well, I was I was just trying to think of the limited series that even came out this year. And it was a, there weren't a ton, you know? Right. If this were five, ten years ago, I think we'd have a much larger range, but right. they this... just don't take the gamble on those these days. Superior Carnage was awful. <laughs> I don't see how that's even in the running. <laughs> well, what else besides Daredevil and Carnage did we have? Um, We had uh, Daredevil, Dark Knights. We had um, the Trial of Punisher. Um, you know, Cataclysm, Hunger. Uh, we had the Inhumanity limited series that's going on right now. So uh, there's some choices for you. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for that list, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Do you have like the list in front of you? <laughs> no, this is off the top of my head. Gosh, I got. I just. I want a memory. <laughs> I want a memory. Uh, well, I gotta ask you what's going on in stories all the time. Yeah, I, I kind of keep to my little nook of the X titles with a, a couple 
Mar- branching out with Avengers or this title or that title. Sure. But, I mean, you can read like 50 titles a month and remember stuff. I, I, I kind of keep track of where they're at, but, you know, it, it gets confusing. It's ridiculous. I've got my spreadsheet and I've got asterisks beside them so I know what's going on and, you know, it's really cool. I think there's something wrong with the recording. I think your voice changed to, to being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was pushing up my glasses that have tape on them in the middle as I was talking. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's rude. Okay. <laughs> Let's go right into our 2014 predictions. We each uh, came up with 10. Do you have 10? I do. They're not in order. Okay. No, mine are not either. Okay. Okay. 10 predictions uh, in 2014, what we will see. And we'll just take turns doing this. Um, you are welcome to go first, sir. All right, I think we're going to get more uh, Academy junk, like the Doom Academy and the Avengers Academy and the Shi'ar Academy and Excalibur. Like, they're just uh, all these academies, all these kids with powers. I think we're going to get more of that stuff. I hope not. Me too. Because <laughs> that's terrible. Did you read, have you been reading any of those? Oh, I read the first Inhumanity one, whatever that title is. The in- Inhumanity Awakening. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, the second one yesterday, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. It's not my it's not my deal. It's not my cup of tea. Not your bag, dude. It's like they're shoving like you know bullying and tolerance and being kind to other people and. Like down our throats. Like who is who is Marvel to give us moral uh, give us a moral compass? I don't know. <laughs> and it's sitting on the shelf right beside a rated M book from uh, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I I can appreciate what the writer was trying to do. I can, but um, it was a weird story to tell with the with uh, the Inhumans Terrigen Mist being the backdrop. Yeah, it, for real, absolutely. <clears throat> Been the character selection, like, who cares? <laughs> no, I was I was glad to see Pixie, but that was about it. Oh, that's who I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Pixie. <laughs> okay, um, this first prediction, this is when we were first going to record. Okay, so that would be December thirtieth. Oh, this, okay. this one has already come true. Okay. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man will return, but not with its original numbering. Oh. <laughs> so we can cross that one right off the list. <laughs> Good prediction. Yes. Um, I believe Rocket Raccoon will get a solo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm typing these out so we can uh, compare next year. Oh, oh good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, number two, Avengers Assemble will be canceled, but Pseudoconic will be given a second series so that she can continue to have two. Mm. I could be correct. You might be right. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was just trying to mull that and process process it. Yeah, so my... she'll have uh, she'll have Captain Marvel and some other series. Um, invaders will be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, you, you might be right. Okay. So that's within 
the next year in 2014. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, maybe it'll make it to 12 issues. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Marjorie Liu will be given another title regardless of how bad it is or how bad her last <laughs> one was. <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> I really liked her X-23. I really did. But her astonishing X-Men was just awful. It it was kind of in the vein of the whole Avengers, uh, that inhumanity, that humanity thing, and the Ms. Marvel title. It's just like, but not only that, that, the art was terrible. I just I'm tired of all the messaging behind everything. Well, you know, but but see, okay, from from that from their perspective, from the writer's perspective, and from Marvel's perspective, editorial, they're trying to write meaningful stories. You know, hey, there is a message here. Hey, you know, because if I was writing a book, I would definitely take a theme, write a story about it, and get it out there. Maybe do a whole story arc over the whole theme and how it ties together and everything. There's two ways to do it. You know, if you're going to write a meaningful book, you can either have it character-driven, you can have it plot-driven. So you could do a Bendis, you could do a Hickman, or you can do a theme or or social topic-driven. So I guess there's three ways. You know, and there's strengths, pros and cons and weaknesses to all of those. And you got to be good at it. But, you know, it's uh, some of these themes are very tired. And feel forced. If it if it makes sense and it's going along with what's currently happening, that's fine. But it's it just feels like they're being pushed in your face. And you're like, where did this come from? Yeah, that's true. Of all the things that, you know, we're going to have to face with the Inhumans and everything, I don't think tolerance is on the top of the list when everything's hatching. You don't think so? No, if if that was happening in real life, I think that people would be arming themselves and trying to, fend, you know, fend off an invasion. Oh, absolutely. Not absolutely. understanding what's going on. They wouldn't be like, okay, well, whatever this new species is that is emerging, <laughs> clearly we need to be tolerant of that. <laughs> I agree. Like, I've seen so many move, like alien movies and stuff where I have never seen anyone say, sure, they look weird, they have ray guns and claws that can snap us in half, but they need a hug. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I predict that the X-Men teams will reunite. Ooh, I would love to see that. I think we within 12 months, possibly, you know, 18 issues on a title, it could happen. Okay, so which teams? You're talking about you talking about Wolverine and and Cyclops or are you talking yeah. about all three? Wolverine, Cyclops and the and the the, the all new X-Men? Well, I mean, the all-new X-Men are basically under Cyclops. I think they're just living there. We kind of talked about that. I don't, nah. think they're, I don't think they're ideologically with him. I don't know. Well, they're affiliated with him right now. Okay. So, and outside of that, those five, there's really only Kitty. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just basically like one X-Men member and five kids. That's how I view it. But, okay. yeah, I think Cyclops is... Cyclops, Emma, Magneto, that team will get to get back together with Wolverine, Storm, Gambit, that team. Okay, right on. Um, I think I predict 
2014, we will have a very big space crossover surrounding Guardians of the Galaxy with Bendis at the helm. You are. I think you're correct. Definitely. All right. Definitely. And they're already talking about with the whole trial of Gene. You know, that'll there's the X-Men and the Guardians. And I bet you're probably correct. Like maybe around September or something, we'll see more stuff. When's the Guardians movie come out? August 1st. Okay. Okay. So we could be knee deep in it at that time. Right. So um, I believe that Ms. Marvel will be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) Maybe it's by issue four. (laughs) From what we've already seen. Oh, it was a limited series. (laughs) When you're going back through your comics, you're going to be like, why does it say issue one, two, three, and then four says four of four? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) They've done that before. I know. I love it when they backpedal. Okay, uh, number five, in the Inhumans agenda, which would be the, the push to put Inhumans in front of an audience, will try to take cent- will try to take center stage through a year-long buildup, culminating in an event in 2016, which will be written by Soul, and he will be groomed as like their next premier writer. Wait, culminate in 2016? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think that we're gonna see that building up over 2014 and 2015. It'll all come to a head in 2016 when uh, when the Avengers three comes out or whatever. <clears throat> and um, I think by that time, Soul will be one of you know the new guns or whatever. What What makes you say that? Um, he's on the Inhumans book. That's where Marvel wants to go. They want to push the Inhumans thing. Um, but it's going to correlate with the movies, we think. And so it just makes sense. Like when they when they took Fraction off of it and picked somebody, I think it was a bigger deal than what we think. Mm. They say, okay, well, who is an up and comer who's going? Who's just about to peak? You know, so we still have enough time to build our other movies and our other franchises before the inhuman stuff really uh, comes out in the, in the cinemas. Mm. I think you could definitely be onto something that makes sense Mm. because especially like you said, with them saying that they worked with fraction for six months and still couldn't get it. It it obviously must be something that they are not willing to mince words with. Oh yeah. It's editorials directing this thing. Yeah. That's a good one. Thanks, buddy. That's almost better than my invaders will be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not quite, but you know. Um, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm praying this is true that the time traveling will come to a halt. Culmination <laughs> of some sort. Well, time traveling will end. <laughs> well, more so just because it's. <clears throat> it just seems like it's in every book since Marvel now started. Like. Is that going to be, like you're talking about this big Guardians of the Galaxy thing, is there going to be some kind of event that brings all these time-traveling things together? Yeah, I don't know. You know, we thought it was Age of Ultron. Yeah, I was for sure it was Age of Ultron. But, you know, now we... Now we've now we broken the freaking time continuum. Because Wolverine killed himself. Dang for it. Real. And look at the ramifications we're all facing. Ugh. I can't even really the 1610 is really the, 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 the 
what did they do? There was another Wolverine, and he did what? And now Galactus <laughs> is killing us all. <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's a shame. Um, okay, number six for me, the sequel to Avengers Arena will be substantially lower quality. Mm. I just don't know if his heart is in the story. Yeah, I think that's almost a guarantee. Yeah, which is a shame. But I think it'll be the Iron Man 2. I love Iron Man 2. Oh, but it wasn't anything like Iron Man 1. It was, it was great. <laughs> I love the two villains. I love the actors. I know that you love Whiplash, and he's basically your favorite Marvel A-list villain of all time. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. <laughs> I, I really like Sam Rockwell, and I thought that uh, Mickey Rourke did a great job with the Russian accent. Yeah, they did. It was just putting it up against Iron Man 1. You're like, seriously? I think it's basically the same movie. <laughs> no. Silly Andy. Too many tacos for you. You are so silly. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, the war with Iron Man from Avengers Rogue Planet will happen. A uh, war with Iron Man? On the last page, pages of uh, Rogue Avengers Rogue Planet when the, his granddaughter is going back to her time. Yeah. She says that a war is coming and everyone's going to be against Iron Man. Really? I can't remember that at all. That's what it said? Well, I have a pretty good memory, Andy. Well, I just uh, <laughs> proved it over and over again tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who is this again? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, okay. You think that's going to happen this year? I think for them to foreshadow... Oh, well, I hope so I'm correct, but... Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole time thing. Maybe. We'll I know. I see the way I'm thinking about Hickman doing his stuff. He's already on issue 24. He said he had it planned out all the way to 63 when he before he even started. You're right. Um, if they're double shipping, and I believe that he probably will get a giant. You know, they probably they usually do an Avengers thing, then they do an X-Men thing or a non. Avengers thing and they switch back and forth you know uh, so this next year 2014 is probably an X-Men or a non-Avengers thing and then 2015 you're going to see a giant Avengers thing which that might be the I mean the way he writes I mean he's planting seeds way early on Yeah. so I, I don't know if we're going to see that this year maybe they will triple ship man the guy is a machine He's writing. They're gonna finally finish up that Shield um, mini that the limited series that they were gonna do. Are they really? Yeah, him and Dustin Weaver. They were. They're dying to finish it up. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Four of the new series will be canceled within twelve months. But you're not gonna tell me which four. Uh, no, I don't know. So, I mean, that would be Ms. Marvel, Invaders, and two more. <laughs> you think Silver Surfer will make it this time around? Yeah, I do. I think it'll make it, I think it'll make it to at least, uh, probably, probably 24 issues. Okay. Well, and you know, the way that they restart stuff, it's, it's hard to even call something a cancellation now. 
That's true. But I think Slot has enough of a big name behind him, and All Red has a bunch of groupies. So yeah, yeah. You know, and I think what they're going to do is focus on his past catching up with him wherever he goes when he explores the universe. It's going to be like, you know, this guy only brings death and destruction. And he has to deal with that and face that. Yeah. So. This might be going out on a limb. Okay. But I'm going to predict that Storm is finally going to get her own series. <laughs> this is her year. 2014 is her year. Really? And what makes you say this this year? There's On the different forums I'm on, there's a lot more hype around Storm <laughs> getting a series than there has been in the past. And I just... I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a feel it in my bones. In my bones. <laughs> okay. Hey, good luck to you. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I dude. hope that this happens for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna buy multiple copies. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll buy them each one for my daughters. And give give some to the poor. Oh, I mean, I do all the time. Oh. All right. Uh, your your prediction is very close to mine. Marvel will announce a solo female movie this year. Hmm. As in? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Black Widow or uh, Ms. Marvel. Or Martin Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> a Carol Danvers movie. Okay, okay. Somebody like, you know, with a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Love mullets. Um, well, I think that uh, that will lead into my next one then. I believe that Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Inhumans, and possibly a Captain Marvel movie will be announced. Wow, that's a that's a big one. You know, they said Inhumans a long time ago. When they first talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, they said, we're working on a Guardians of the Galaxy and an Inhumans movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Inhumans movie might be... Not about the nation of the Inhumans necessarily, but you know the Terrigen Mist and the general population of the planet now. Well, the the Inhumans is Marvel's new X Men. Yeah, and the the big thing is Clark. (laughs) Did you see the the tweet that I posted that Clark Gregg put up? No. About you don't watch Agents of Shield, do you? I'm behind on it. Well, they're they're. I won't give anything away, but they're exploring. Tahiti, you know, and yes. possibly where he came from. Right. And somebody asked him a, about it, and he tweeted. He said, "Yeah, it seems very inhuman." Really? Like, what they they did to him, and so I'm thinking, you know, they're starting to plant the seeds right now. Interesting. And that's how the rumor is: Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are going to be inhumans in Avengers two, and that will be the next. That Doctor Strange will be the next Iron Man, and then humans will be the next Avengers. Wow, dude! So that's gonna take. That's gonna take us well beyond Phase Three. Yeah, I, I think that's leading. Kevin Feige said they have their a tentative slate plan till 2021. It's a long ways. Yeah. So that's my my prediction goes along with yours. Right on. All right, um, Matt Kent will get his own ongoing title. Who's that? That is the guy who is writing the Infinity 
not heist, but the other one about the, the all the academies and the guy who wrote Inhumanity: The Awakening. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're saying that because he's got all these Inhumanity titles? Um, yeah, I think that they're trying them out. He's also, I think he's writing uh, Marvel Knights Spider-Man, that limited series, and I think they're trying them out in a couple limited series, a couple one shots here and there. Um, he, he's actually a well-known, um, indie writer and he was doing some books for DC and I think he's making the transition and switching to Marvel and I think he's going to get his own ongoing. He might. (laughs) (laughs) Count on it. (laughs) That's our last one, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm probably wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. But... Uh, Remender's Uncanny Avengers will ultimately lead to Marvel being reset. Oh, what? I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) What makes you say that? And reset to what? Kind of like DC's 52. Yeah? I think they might just, you know, they're clearing out the continuity starting with a fresh palette and just do it that way. I think that that might be uh and I just said I think it might. I'm not anyway saying I'm pretty sure. I'm not saying that. Oh man. Ugh. That's uh that's tough. Yeah, it would tough be to devastating. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it would have to go along with the movies, right? And yeah, they're no. doing the Inhumans, which if they're starting a whole new franchise, then it's possible. I hope you're wrong. I think I am wrong, and that's probably like the only time I'd ever admit that I'm okay with being wrong. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my last one, in 2014, Imminent will be the artist on Marvel's next big event. Well, he wrote Fear. He drew Fear itself. Did he? Yeah. Oh, well, I might have to change that then. You just tried to block it out, didn't you? Oh, the whole thing's gone. Jugger, Lossus, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, now I liked that. That was the only thing I did like. Oh, that was really dumb. I loved Colossus having Juggernaut's powers. I mean, I guess when you say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to try this. But him with like the shoulder pads that had mouths on them and everything from because he was infected with the fear itself stuff. That was a bit much. It was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty pretty bad. All right, let's uh, let's go to our top ten characters to watch in 2014. Yeah, you'll have to if you find it the uh, the list of our predictions from the previous year. Yeah, see, I don't think I can. Um, but I am going to keep track this year. Okay. We can always, we've got these all recorded. I mean, I guess we could go back and listen to these. I don't know. I bet we could have someone do it for us. Oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. Call up Jason Edwards and be like, Hey, you know how you counted every time somebody said fantastic? You know how you counted all the Tina awards? Yeah. Can you do us a favor? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that's going to fly. We have a dedicated fan base. They're awesome. Okay, are yours in any kind of order? Yes, mine are in top ten order. Ooh, okay, counting down? 
Yeah, from like 10 to 1. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay, I will try to do that. Mine are not in order. <clears throat> well, we do this every year, Andy. I figured you, you knew that. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Do you, do you want a minute? Um, let's do. I think okay. all I need to do is change just a couple of them. So why don't you talk for a minute? Well, do you want to? Is this the spot you want to mark to edit? No, we'll do the uh, the Price is Right music, obviously. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, obviously. You you can't just talk about something a topic that would be. I just thought it would be easy for you to cut this out if it's too difficult. That's that's okay. It's, I I have um fifteen of them. You have fifteen? Yeah, so I could give you my my one my five that didn't make it. Uh yeah, do that. Okay. Uh, at number fifteen, I had Doctor Strange. I think his year might be two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. Uh, but he's. We're going to be seeing a little bit of him. Uh, number 14, I've got Black Widow. She's she's up and coming, and I agree with Andy's stance. It's going to be either Captain Marvel or Black Widow movie. Uh, number 13, I put Ultron. Uh, Kevin Feige said uh, in an interview, always watch what print is doing 18 months before the movies hit. 18 that- months? Woo! Yeah, he said that kind of gives a good indication. And guess what? In 18 months, Avengers 3 comes out. Yeah, but Avengers 2 is the Ultron one. I mean, Avengers 2, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, but, but I think this one is kind of an exception because we already had the Age of Ultron miniseries. Right. I don't think we're going to come back to Ultron in the next few months, maybe more so towards the end of next year. Right, uh, which is weird to me because that if that rule stands firm, are we talking about Thanos? Cause he was in infinity. I would think that's too far of a lead out. Well, Thanos is good. Well, they want to have 18 months to be able to have enough product, uh, TPB, you know, uh, graphic novels, uh, yeah. merchandise. And they said that 18 months is a good amount of time to build that up. Well, I guess that's true because you had Thanos rising and then you had infinity. Yeah. So, they said they were really caught off guard with the amount of attention that Thanos got from Avengers that mm. they hated not having anything out on the shelf. And Jim Starlin's coming back, and he's doing a Thanos graphic novel, right? He is. I think that's going to be really good. Okay. Um, number 12, I put as Thanos. Kind of, We just talked about that. Huh. And uh, 11, I put as Andy's favorite space-faring female, Angela. <laughs> if they, they spent as much time and effort on getting this character they're going to do something with her it's just ridiculous i I, i'm going to go out on a a limb and say i would not be surprised if there is a red hair female that makes an appearance in the guardians of the galaxy movie okay all right we'll see so are you all numbered up yes i'm good (laughs) okay you can go first okay number 10 miracle man (laughs) <laughs> he makes the list every year. <laughs> so I put him right at the front. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to do something this year. Besides. Oh, we're going to see something. <laughs> him and like, seriously, seriously. Last year, last year we were like, well, I mean, obviously this year, Miracle Man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I feel this year. I mean, obviously we've seen the covers. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
All right, for number 10, I've got Electro. Electro, you know what? Yeah, he, he's the main villain in the Spider-Man movie, and I don't think they're going to let that go to waste. Uh, he is, you know, Dan Slott said that he will be featured in a story arc. Yep. Um, but I almost had him, but I thought to myself that it would be a one-time, it'd be a six-issue story arc, and that would be it. So. Well, uh, <laughs> number nine, Scott Lang. Oh, good one. Yeah. Because of the movie? Yes. Well, the rumor is that... Um, so, Michael Douglas is going to be Hank Pym. Right. And part of the first half... Not the first half. Like, the first third of the Ant-Man movie is going to take place in the 60s with Michael Douglas being Ant-Man. And then it's going to go to current day where Paul Rudd is Ant-Man and Hank Pym is going to kind of um, be his mentor. A third of the movie? Well, just like maybe like maybe flashbacks or whatever, you know, it's going to establish him as having the Pym particles and doing that stuff. And now he's working with Scott Lang. Right. Right. And that that Wasp might be Hank Pym's daughter. And so that's how Wasp and and, uh, Paul Rudd would be able to be together. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's the rumor. Uh, number nine, Wolverine. Wolverine. He is Wolverine. How can he not be doing something? Characters to watch. So basically your criteria is you'll watch them because they'll be in the book? Well, watch them because they're going to be doing they're going to be doing a lot of stuff. He's got Killable. Uh, he's going to be in Fox's second um, most expensive movie ever. He, they're going to do stuff with Wolverine. Okay. All right. Um, I said number eight, Black Widow. And that's basically because I think that they're going to come out and they're going to announce a Black Widow movie. Okay. And she's going to be in the Captain America movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that she, I think that she's gonna do really well in that. Oh yeah, definitely. And and uh, Scarlett Johansson posted today that she got her the Avengers script, and she was reading it, and she's just and over. She's, she's in she's it. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And she's just so pumped about it. Cool. Um, number seven. I've got oh no, number eight. Right? Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel. Ugh. <laughs> kind of for the same reasons that you have Black Widow at number eight, right? Uh, but also, they just relaunched her series. They, you know, we've tried to tell Marvel that we don't want to read about her, and they keep pushing her in our face. So she's going to continue to be at the limelight and doing stuff. I think basically they're going to see which sells better, Black Widow or Captain Marvel, and then that's what they're going to choose to be the female lead. They very, but, but you know. I don't know, though, because I don't really feel like they look at sales when factoring in for a movie. There would be no Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, it sold very well, I thought, with the Abnett and Lanning stuff. But they, it did, Yes, absolutely, but they decided Guardians of the Galaxy way before this. A- not, not before Abnett and Lanning. Are you talking, like, um, is that the 2007 stuff? The Annihilation Wave and stuff? Okay, okay. Yeah. It did, but I mean, it didn't sell. I don't know. That whole thing revitalized the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe. Everybody thought it was dead and you could never revive it. 
but they they single-handedly i mean they brought back nova they did the annihilation wave they did guardians of the galaxy they i mean they really uh sparked this interest yeah no i'll give you that you're right um my number seven actually now that i look at it is electro oh (laughs) you didn't know (laughs) i i forgot that i put that when i was moving stuff around (laughs) so i guess we are in agreement there okay (laughs) <laughs> and i told i just said i didn't put them on the list because it would just be six issues so but i was wrong he'll be back when it comes out on dvd <laughs> oh yeah good thinking uh number seven i've got nova 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 because i think i mean i know the nova core <laughs> uh are being introduced in guardians of the galaxy the movie i forgot he's, about that yeah he's got uh his own title at actually you know has quite a bit of a following um they are patterning it after also the the character on the ultimate spider-man cartoon right so i mean nova in movie uh print and animated all at the same time uh i think they're going to be doing stuff with him oh okay good um number six star lord I think that he's going to be a little bit more front and center, especially with the um, trial of Jean Grey coming up. Yeah, good one. And for number six, I've got Spider-Man. Ah. He's got a movie, and his title's changing, and he's coming back. That's plenty to watch. Yep. Um, Magneto, number five. Um, He's got his own title coming out, and then also I think that he's going to be playing a big role in the uh, Days of Future Past. Good one. I, I totally didn't think about him. Um, number five, I've got the Winter Soldier. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's in Freezer, uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> he's kind of the star of uh, the movie coming up. He's getting his own series. Is he? Get, no, he's getting his own I mean, limited series, right? Well, with the Invaders. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've so already established that that's going to die. Yes, the limited series Invaders. <laughs> the <laughs> limited series. Uh, Bucky's back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, watch out. Uh, number four, Jean Grey. Huh. I think that she. I think that her story. I think that the all-new X-Men story is a story about her for the long haul. Really? Yeah, I do. So not you're not predicting. 616 present Jean Grey. You're predicting 616 young Jean Grey. Yes. Okay. Yep. And it's just a character to watch. Okay. Um, I would, number four, I pick Star-Lord. Ah. Very similar picks. Not really. Yeah. you. We have, I mean, we do. Electro, we Star-Lord. We have two. Okay. <laughs> uh number three star brand oh which uh isn't, isn't that the dude that uh that got the powers in avengers and he didn't mean to yeah it was a mix-up because of the white event wow why are we gonna watch him um he has made it through that round um i, I believe even uh in rogue planet they talked about dropping wolverine from the avengers teams um and actually dropping Spider-Man, too, I think. Captain mm-hmm. America talked about that. Yeah. Um, but they did mention Starbrand, and I think that Hickman is kind of in love with the 
um, not necessarily the character, but what it stands for and kind of the heritage of the character in the new universe stuff and what it means for his bigger story and what it represents. Okay. I never, ever would have guessed that one. (laughs) You make make a decent argument. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Number three, I've got Captain America. I think his movie is just going to be phenomenal and the way that they're positioning him to now be working with shield uh as the leader of the avengers that was kind of he's kind of spearheading that uh i just see hit big things continuing for for him this year yeah it makes sense uh number two i said peter parker so we have three yes yep number two i have a team Okay. <laughs> because there's not necessarily one that sticks. I out. think we talked about this last year. I think we said this wasn't allowed. We did, but we're not going to go with that. <laughs> oh, okay. I picked the Inhumans. That's not even a team. That's a race. Well, then there's a race. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like we're going to watch Black Bolt or Medusa or Karnak. Or I anything. think like... that you need to keep your eye on mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Cree. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, then Lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> Lockjaw. Yes, he will do well. Uh, okay. I, I, my number one is Maximus the Mad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that I think that he has. Uh, he's mischievous. They've been playing him up. He's been in two. He's he was in the. You know, Avengers, and he was also in Infinity, and he was also in the FF title, too. So, Wow. Our picks are so different. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my number one is the Sentry. The Sentry? Seriously? No. (laughs) Okay, um... He, he's back in Uncanny Avengers, and you I think you're going to keep him. You just broke my heart. <laughs> Number Tigra, one. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Who? Tigra. Oh. <laughs> no, she'd be like number 185. <laughs> uh, number one is another furry person, though, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Why? Why is he number one? Dude, Marvel is going to make Rocket Raccoon a household name. <laughs> Your girls are going to ha- be sleeping with plush rocket raccoon. And giant guns. <laughs> they will. I'm telling you, he is going to be everywhere this summer. Everywhere. He's going to have his title. He's going to be featured on the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. He's going to be you know, front and center in Guardians of the Galaxy comic book. There are going to be stuffed animals of him. and He's just going to be everywhere. <laughs> You mark my words. I can see it. I can see. How come that wasn't in your prediction? What prediction? You said Rocket Raccoon would get a solo title, but you didn't say he would be like everywhere and. Well, I wasn't gonna give him like five of the top ten slots. (laughs) I I predict a plush toy. I predict (laughs) a pool string that says things. I predict a Lego set. I predict a toothbrush. Right, a nightlight, clearly. <laughs> you brush your teeth and it curses at you in a rocket, boy. <laughs> Don't call me a raccoon! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, alright. Uh, let's. Dude, uh, our selections are just so different, though. We're gonna see. I'm gonna hold on to them this year, and we're really gonna, we're gonna scope these out. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to our Tina Awards. Okay. <laughs> 
Yes, that's right. The Tino Awards, uh, even on an award show, we have to have the Tino Awards. Um, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult <laughs> yeah. to choose from. I'll tell you right now, I have two of them, and both of them are from the topics that we talked about. Not the predictions, not the awards, the topics. Oh, yeah. All mine are from the topics, too. Okay, excellent. How many do you have? 15? No, I have 26. Uh, editing. You you kill me. How many do you have? Uh, twenty seven. No. <laughs> I have three. I have three. Okay, I knew that you would. The entire greatest hits album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your first one? Uh, stay a while. So stay a while. I'll stay a while. All I ever wanted. A shoulder to lean on All you ever wanted Was a dream that would uh, Does this have to do with um, Amazing Spider-Man or Peter coming back And hopefully he will stay a while No Oh man, I thought I nailed it Yeah dude, these are going to be hard <laughs> Well maybe, uh, I don't know <clears throat> You Oh boy <laughs> Goodness gracious You, is it about the all new X Factor number one? No. That that some of these titles are all going to be canceled? These new, all new titles? No. Oh, I don't know. What is it? Stay a While was for uh, when we were talking about Wolverine and we are talking about the Hulk and how they're, they start for 18 issues and they're canceled and then relaunched. And uh-huh. they go again, so I just want them to stay a while. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gotten that. It's so uh. easy. <laughs> and okay, a new Tina right. song for you too, right? What'd you say? A new Tina song for you too, right? Stay well? I don't think so. I think we've had that. Oh, okay. I tried to find songs that we hadn't done before. I know, and we always talk about that saturation point, and one day I will get there where I don't have to YouTube record <laughs> any of these. Alright, uh my Tina. Number my first Tina is Till the Right Man Comes Along. comes along uh would that be miracle man no sir would that be uh, is it about oh is it about spider-man no peter parker coming back nope um to the right man would that be ultimate spider-man nope all right what what you got uh, it is switching fraction for soul on the Inhumans ongoing. Mm, uh, they needed to wait till the right guy came along. Very good. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I thought you were going to ridicule me. I don't no. know why. I would never do that in front of our fan. No, never. <laughs> this podcast is going to be like eight hours long. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, when the heartache is over. amazing how many tina songs i know <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's what i'll do next time when we do that game i'll pick a line from a song and see if you can guess the title no there's no way maybe <laughs> maybe if you did uh a line like the clips that i do <laughs> okay when the heartache is over um oh man is that amazing spider-man peter parker coming back no Oh, that would make sense. Finally, Doc Ock is gone. Uh, is it Uncanny Avengers? No. I'm looking at my list. I made sure to specifically mention that. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that really helps out a lot. <laughs> um, and then you mentioned it, too. Did I? You did. All right, Andy, we got dead air. I know. I know. I don't want to lose. I'm like that. I'm like a null. <laughs> oh man, is it? It's a uh, X. It's uh the wait for dupe is over. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it? It's the Michael Douglas casting. Oh, why is that? Because I said I said, oh, my heart was just broken that they 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 uh picked Michael Douglas. Yeah, but that's not over. Hmm? That's yeah, not... when I get over when I get over the announcement, it'll be okay. Uh, that's 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 definitely not a point for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any points either. Okay, uh you you may be able to get this one. Okay. He's so unusual. He's so unusual. Would that be Duke? No. But he is. <laughs> I mean, oh, it fits. <laughs> Would that be Vin Diesel as Groot? No. No, but you're, I mean, you're on the right track. All I'm thinking, hearing in my head, though, is Tom Jones is, it's not unusual. Is this a, is not, is this not a Tina song? No, it's a different song. It's not the Tom, I just hear Tom Jones when I hear it. Being okay, used. and he's the guy from, uh. Mars Attacks. It's not unusual to be... Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what was the song again? What's He's the... so unusual. Uh, would that be uh, Amazing Spider-Man? No. Miles Morales? No. And I should get this? Well, I mean, we kind of talked about oh, it. Oh, 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 Michael Douglas. Yes. Yep. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's uh, picking Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas for the Ant-Man movie. It's just very unusual choices. Yeah, do you do you have any like fan picks that you would have chosen? Um, actually, I think Paul Rudd is a good choice for um, man, I, I am not not really good on actors. Okay. Yeah, no, I can't think of anybody. Hank Pym would be tough. I would want him to be somebody who like how I felt about the comic character, which it's kind of like, ah, it's this guy again. He thinks he's so important, but he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about Hank Pym. 
especially Dan Slott's Mighty Avengers run, where it's like, oh, the Sorcerer Supreme, you're the scientist supreme of the universe. Oh, I remember those podcast days. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that was bad. That was right after Siege, or right before Siege. Good yeah, time. no, I, I can't think of anybody. Okay, well, I'll go with my last Tina Award, The Difference Between Us. Did you pick this award after we talked about this topic? No. These okay. were all picked before we started. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say, it's definitely our take on Origin 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the difference between us. The uh, Marvel one-shot videos? No. Miracle Man? No. <laughs> all new X-Factor? <laughs> no. I don't know. It. It's just for everything, because you and I don't agree on anything. <laughs> no, ah, the whole list, the whole catalog. I, well, I I was pretty sure that our predictions and characters to watch would be complete opposites. Yeah, like that, they're gonna be pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did a, a great job. Uh, I <laughs> this this was uh, this was a, a grueling episode in the in the making, just because we. I mean, it, this was supposed to be recorded on December 30th, <laughs> and we're only half a month behind. But um, no, this was good. I thought it was good. I, I, I look forward to doing more of the, uh, the guessing game. Do your, <laughs> do your worst. I'll study up. It's going to be terrible. It's gonna, I'm going to embarrass myself. But uh, no, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for joining us. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And of course, interact with us on Twitter at 616politics. You can also look us up on Facebook at, at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a call with a question or whatever you want to talk about and just leave a message and we'll play it on air and respond at 616 Tina. Uh, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can order all your previews months in advance and get them for uh, 40 up to 70% off. I know they're still doing the all-new Marvel now for 50% off. Uh, so go there. You can use our promo code, one-time use only, Marvel POL8. That will give you an additional 8% off. So that's, uh, that's 58%. Tell me where else you can buy books. For 58% off. Yes, and it's just for uh, one time. You can use it once. First time users, one time. Um, we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Uh, get your all of your Office Depot uh, office supplies from food and snacks to computer equipment and ink uh, for significantly cheaper than purchasing through Office Depot itself. You can look them up on Facebook or at their website, crpsavings.com. And I didn't tell you this, Andy, but lastly, um, I was reading Avengers World, and in the back, there was a letter from a mom. Did you read that? From from a mom? From a mom, yeah. No, uh-uh. It was in Avengers World. She wrote a letter about her son, Jonathan Waldron, 
Um, he was uh, born with cystic fibrosis, and uh, he just loved the comic books. And uh, he lived until he was 17, uh, reading Marvel comic books all through the end. And uh, he passed away uh, after he had the cystic fibrosis, um, lung transplants, and ultimately then uh, passed from cancer. Uh, wasn't able to make it till 18. He passed in September of this year. But she wrote a wonderful letter just detailing um, Jonathan's love for comic books and uh, how Marvel was able to just be a, a piece of his life when he couldn't go and do other things. She, he was able to watch Marvel or read Marvel or play Marvel video games. And uh, I just want to kind of dedicate this this post, this uh, podcast to Jonathan Waldron uh, because people like him that are, are very similar to us and that's why we do what we do uh it's just a fun thing it's a it's a great uh medium that we just do because we love it we don't do it to get rich or to or to bring anybody down but uh this this goes out to jonathan so it, it definitely brings people together in in a way that i don't know i've never seen before yes <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break, and we will return. Dude, we're not live. You can edit. When the heartache is over. <laughs> I hope you play that. <laughs>